1: City and ninety-seven point three. Unleashing <laughs> <laughs> Living for his glory, I'm on fire every day. And nothing can stop me, doesn't matter what I face. I am getting bigger every day. Every day I have this in my life. Living for his glory, I'm on fire every day. And nothing can stop me, doesn't matter what I face. I am getting bigger. Now it's a panga Silent the voice of failure We need success loud now Bigger and bigger we well, got it's real than real And we are on fire And this is the love that we chose We're burning in the Holy Ghost Higher we go We will never stop you There's a spirit of the life in me The spirit of the Lord And it's taking me to levels me I've never been before I got joy like a river Chopping life like a pizza Cause I'm bigger, bigger I'm bigger who we are, we are on the guard, oh. we know what we the do, city we are the show. I'm the i like city that is
3: set the, 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 the we are on fire, we are on fire,
1: nothing can stop us, nothing can stop us, they stand us, they stand us, we are on fire, we are on fire, They going
4: 22 minutes past the hour 97.3 FM. Moses Bliss We're getting bigger every day No limitation We're taking over
1: It's
4: a great way to start your show The great way to start your morning Your favorite radio station 97.3 CDFM ever Your radio partner Starting off with Business Sense brought to you by ADB Newspaper review, business news, sports Effective living series, professional priorities What are the skills you need for this season in the world of work All of that coming up this morning between now and 10 My name is Bernard Avle. thank you for tuning in all right, so Business This Morning is brought to you by ADB. If you have an already existing personal loan with us and you've serviced your existing loan for up to 12 months or more, there's great news for you. We're providing you with a special personal loan top-up to meet your school and hostel fees, rent, mortgage, domestic needs, and more. With ADB special personal loan top-up, you enjoy reduced interest rates, extended repayment period, and also maintain your existing monthly repayment amount. Reach us on 059 or visit any of our branches nationwide ADB truly, a Greek and more. All right, so uh, one of my guests uh, made a statement that I want to use for business sense today. He's actually my guest for Thursday, and he said the CEO of one of the largest companies in the world was asked, What do you look out for before you hire somebody? Do you look out for the CV? you look out for the way the person appears do you look out for the way they talk and this is one of the biggest CEOs in the world well his answer was I look out for two things I look out for clarity and energy clarity and energy which means whoever sits before me or whoever I talk to before I hire them they must produce clarity in their thinking in their writing in the way they process things so if i speak to you for five minutes and i'm not clear what you're saying i'm not hiring you so it says they bring clarity number two they bring energy <laughs> That's very important Because there are some people who just dumping the whole atmosphere There are people who just enter a room and light up the place Now I want to be that person I want to bring clarity I want to bring energy Make that your resolution this morning So you can call yourself C and E I bring clarity I bring energy I bring verve into the atmosphere Oh yes, that was Moses Bliss That was Business Sense Brought to you by ADB
0: Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 9743.
3: City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Mm,
1: I would take the stars out of the sky for you. Stop the rain from falling if you ask me to. I'd do anything for you. Your wish is my command. I could move a mountain when your hand is in my hand. Mm, Words could not express how much you mean to me. Change of heart. If it takes forever, girl, then I'm prepared to wait. The day you give your love to me won't be a day too late. Oh, you to me are everything the sweetest song that I can sing, oh baby.
4: 29 minutes past 6 The real thing You to me are everything Starting off with a newspaper review Brought to you by Total Energies Marketing Ghana PLC Where your trusted oil marketing company Having been adjusted The Petroleum Company of the Year For three consecutive occasions By the CIMG has now been inducted into the CIMG Hall of Fame For Petroleum We are committed to the delivery of quality And innovative products That enhance your customer experience and we dedicate this award to our valued customers Thank you for your trust so And your loyalty to the Total Energies brand so far
1: upon, maybe given time you have a
4: Lots of things to chew on if This
1: morning
4: News about headlines will try to oh. Give some perspective to the major topics for the morning that, can... that is the 17th of January 2023 oh. It's a day that will never happen again. Put your best into today's. Put your best foot
1: forward. And
4: you started that by tuning into the right radio show.
1: You give me just taste of to build my You know you got the
4: power. And I have the the fantastic duo. Oh yes. Richard De La Sky and yeah. Godfred Akoto Boafo. Yeah. two veritably erudite young men. <laughs> Good to see you guys. Good morning. Good to see you, my brother. How's it going? It is an amazing experience great, to, great, to, great. to be back on the radio. I know, right? I was chatting to Godfred yesterday uh-huh. about how this thing has been. I mean, we've done this for how many years? I, I don't know about you. But oh yes, <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's amazing. I tell people I've spent half of my life on air. Yeah, because being I, people's I, friend. I mean, it's just incredible. <laughs> yeah, and you know, in the period I was off air, you would go somewhere and people would say, "Ah, I know you. I, I yeah. know your voice." And yeah. Sometimes you just want to hide. So yesterday, Facebook, you know, reminded me of twelve years ago on air. So that's twenty hey. twenty what? So twenty eleven. <laughs>
6: Yes, so that's No, no, the no, 12 years on air So that would mean that Yesterday So it's 5 years So I left 5 years later Okay, 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 okay Of course okay, it, yes, I left yes. for 5 years Yes And, then and came back, yeah, back. intermittently on air Yeah No They're yeah. long yeah. and short guys, yeah. They're big <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I play the sh-
4: Yeah I, I, I play the first song For you But you are not here <laughs> Bigger everyday
1: Government yeah. I like my dad Bigger
4: I problems God, that, yeah. No, no, that's not what I meant. That wasn't. That wasn't what I meant. This one, you are. You are creating your own
7: song. <laughs>
8: I'm very happy for the GRE what what Yesterday they said they had uh,
4: they Exceeded had, yeah, their targets target. uh-huh. We are
8: not overly excited by it yeah. but no, 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 try yeah. to put it to perspective yeah. uh-huh. But they said they
4: are aiming high what So are they are going to raise the target for this year No, yes. They are aiming high, they want
8: to do more t- okay. like, I can
4: you. help them get closer mm-hmm. By doing what?
8: what? JNS, JNs that, You know the people who gave the loan Uh no? huh Yes, yes, yes. If yes. you have 2. Something million Ghana CD, mm-hmm. the company is raking in good money. Uh, who gave a loan to who? I'm not, I'm not following. You know that there some people gave the National Cathedral people money. Loan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's, a, it's a, a talent development center. And uh, they gave the National Cathedral 2.6 million Ghana CD. Advance. Uh, loan. For seven days or eight old, old days, old
4: Gano. at what interest? <laughs> <Just free. laughs> Let maybe let's start with that story. Maybe uh, maybe let's start with uh, that. So that so, story. so
8: I'm just telling the GRA that uh,
4: they should go there. They
8: should start. make that's money there. Yeah, I need loan yeah, yeah, so front start, page start of, start of the them. Daily Guide. Uh, GRA aims high. Okay. High. Yes, yeah, so I want them to get closer to this high.
9: Bigger every day.
8: Government hot mm. over debt exchange. All right. Court refuses to halt school plotters trial. Very, very sad story coming from the Asante I think the IGP was there yesterday. Okay. Mm. Fire kills cop family. Such a lovely fam- looking mm. family, Charlie. Mm. Oh, Sergeant Ousu Asante Befi. Mm. Rest in peace. Utility tariffs
6: go up. Yeah, yesterday happened. Charlie, 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 mm. Our eyes red. Mm. Mm. Now, the Ghanem says, Government extends domestic debt exchange deadline mm. to build consensus. Bena told us yesterday, mm. and it has happened. Mm. Uh, also, we are told minority calls for broader consultation on domestic debt... Uh, change program Bulgar Regional Hospital Appeals for Dialysis Center. Now, I don't know Haruna's photograph is close to that I don't know, but that is for the minority side or for the Why? hospital side nah, The picture
4: is on.
8: Yeah, the, I
6: video. think they've misallocated yeah, 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 yeah.
7: The, the
8: picture, okay, yeah, okay. Front page of the Daily Graphic goes with the type story. That's the big story. And then there's a warning: uh, danger ahead. 41,000 tons gold for oil, fuel, land. Akujota uh, Black competition Petition to investigate Reverend Kusi Bwatin. That's in line with mm-hmm. uh, the whole JNS uh, Kabudo. Mm-hmm. And then 56 vessels grounded for using
6: poor fishing gear. Right. Okay. Let me take you to the Chronicle. Cocoa farmers shoot down Al Jazeera report on alleged child labor. Say it was stage. Manage for the cameras. Also, Ghana's oil curse, the expatriate factor. Mm-hmm. We also told this morning PRCU has been explaining why tariffs for utilities yeah, you mean have been.
4: P-U-R-C P-U-R-C mm. <laughs> What did P-U-R-C? I see? You said PRCU. Oh, but we know what you are trying to <laughs> say.
9: <Yeah. You> know. <laughs> the problems are be getting bigger every day. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, calm,
4: just
6: calm down. I mean,
9: just calm, down just ca-
6: calm down. Yeah, calm yes, down. Take one down. day at a yeah. time. Yes, it'll
8: be good. Yes. I, I like that. Yeah.
6: Also, suspend debt exchange program according to the minority and a consultant.
4: All right. am going
8: I'll take you finally to the front page and the back page of the graphic business. On the front page of the graphic business, on the domestic debt exchange program, banks suffer 65 Billion Ghana CD losses, mm. and wow. I think they've put the CEO of every bank in this country on the front page of the graphic business mm. this morning. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. CD under pressure, debt exchange uncertainty bites hard, inflation to gallop this month.
4: Mm-hmm. And the graphic uh, business is, it, is it not galloping already, it's it to gallop more. But do you know that there was a time in Ghana inflation was over mm. <laughs> 100 percent? We are 55. Eh, 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 <laughs> one clear.
8: more, one more story for you, Bernard, on the graphic mm. back page of the graphic business. Premier League clubs sweat over speculation. Spectators as financial burden bites, is China. this Ghana? Or yes, this is
6: Ghana. Ghana. People are not going. Yes, yeah, the thing is not exciting, and people don't have money. So, uh, if you combine those, maybe two. they should do free gate. <laughs> so we so get the taste again. Also, if you go to the new crusading guide, there's a story here uh, mm-hmm. talking about the national cathedral secretariat sets. Mm-hmm. Um, record straight and uh, this is regarding the 2.6 million loan received from the JNS but this particular matter has become a quicksand, mm. and the man is sinking and appears. Mm. Also we are told government constructs more housing units for police according to the Deputy Minister for Let last. me give
4: you a few more stories that you don't have in the main news. UG students stranded over new residential policy. There are some very worrying photos on citynewsroom.com Now on the oil For gold deal Or gold for oil Ghana takes delivery Of first 40,000 metric tons And then the uh, Government is saying That there's enough Gold to exchange for oil This is the Bank of Ghana Meanwhile in the same The Bank of Ghana Is blaming pressure On the economy For city depreciation Mm -hmm. So the central bank Is in focus there Now security issues One person shot in Buipe After a youth visit Damango police station Mm -hmm. And then some banks Bank's risk collapsing over debt exchanges. The minority speaking on citynewsroom.com. Major Online is also leading with the debt exchange. Mm-hmm. Ge- January 31 date will not be met or deadline will not be met, according to Theo Champong. Meanwhile, Pensioner Ben Holds Bondholders Forum threatened to picket at Finance Ministry over debt exchange. And government should adopt principle of breading sharing this is Dr. Mark Esibe Yaboa. Okay. Uh, I'll take you to the BBC. Malawi schools reopened after deadly cholera outbreaks. Yesterday we reported abduction of 50 women in northern Burkina Faso. Mm. Very troubling times indeed in that country. Citybusinessnews.com. NCA approves transfer of majority shares in Vodafone, Ghana to TeleCell. That's a a new development there. And then we are told, of course, debt exchange extended for the third time. Let's get into the details. Okay,
8: debt exchange, debt exchange, debt exchange, and all its attendant stories. Mm. So I will start from the graphic business. Mm -hmm. Banks suffer 65 billion Ghana C D in losses. Mm -hmm. That story is on page 6 of the graphic business. And according uh, to... Uh, the story by mm-hmm. Bank's exposure to the ongoing debt restructuring uh, is exercise it,
4: Is he back writing? I know he left for a while mm, He's back. Okay.
8: Uh, he's come with a big story
4: That's good mm.
8: Bank's exposure to the ongoing debt restructuring exercise is estimated to be well over 65 billion Ghana cities even though government yes. says it has made available a 15 billion Ghana city fund to ensure financial sector stability. Mm-hmm. Bank's expected credit losses, ECL Mm-hmm. On existing bonds and treasury bills alone will hit 15 billion Ghana cities on account of the debt exchange. Program. Mm -hmm. Analysis of the bank's books have revealed In addition, the total banking losses Before tax is also expected to reach 14.5 billion Ghana cities Mm -hmm. Liquidity gap, which is the difference between The bank's assets as against its liabilities Mm -hmm. That is expected to be in excess of 20 billion Ghana cities Mm -hmm. All the 23 banks also face additional Capital requirements of about 16 billion Ghana cities Uh, So then some further analysis Is done on this matter. says that Data available to graphic business also indicate that if the current accounting treatment as recommended by the Institute of Chartered Bankers were to apply to the books of banks in the country, 17 banks mm-hmm. will have capital adequacy ratio of less than 10%. Hey. Per Bank of Ghana rulebook, all banks hey. must have a minimum of 10% adequacy ratios. Hey. Nine other banks will have negative net owned funds. Hey. This means the sum of paid up equity capital, free reserves and securities premium accounts reduced by accumulated losses and book value of intangible assets will be in the red. Okay, yeah. the analysts believe that above factors may impair the financial position of domestic institutions to such a degree. The financial stability will be threatened and put pressure on banks to recapitalize. The minority is asking
4: for a suspension of the exchange program. Exactly. Some um, analysts are saying the January 31 deadline will not be met. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are a few more stories Okay, there. so let
6: me take you quickly to page 20 of the um, Ghanaian Times. Government extends domestic debt exchange deadline to build consensus. The story says the government has extended the deadline for the debt exchange program to Tuesday, January 31. Uh, 2023 to enable it, build consensus for the program. The Ministry of Finance in a tweet yesterday said, building consensus was key to a successful economic recovery for Ghana. Can you imagine you waited for this long to Mm not be talking about this? Also, the Ministry in a press statement said, quote, the government has restructured the domestic debt exchange program as a voluntary exercise in order to shield domestic bondholders. Mm -hmm. We will, however, use this period to further engage with stakeholders, especially individual bondholders, to mitigate any adverse impacts while we all contribute to overcoming our economic challenges, quote Now, if you go to um, the story regarding the minority, that story mm-hmm. is on page four of the Ghanaian Times, and it says minority calls for broader consultation on debt exchange program. Mm-hmm. And Julius Yao uh, Petechi mm-hmm. writing says that the minority cor- course in parliament has called on the government to in de- indefinitely suspend the debt exchange program and broadly consult stakeholders. Now, the caucus leader, Haruna Idrisi told journalists in Accra yesterday that it was in the interest of the government to consult wider and get the program over the line if it was to secure an IMF bailout. And the government was forced to suspend, uh, suspend the program, which was scheduled to commence yesterday for the second time mm. to January 31, as I told you, March mm. <laughs> Let me run you through a couple of
8: other related stories. Bernard, on page 25, sovereign bondholders are calling for negotiation Mm -hmm. That's page 25 of the daily graphic. And retirees who hold sovereign bonds have called on the government to use the extension period for the domestic debt exchange program to conduct in depth negotiation with local bondholders. Mm -hmm. They organized a press conference uh, addressed by Edu Anani MC, he's the convener of Pensioners Bondholders Forum. Meanwhile, the
4: Ghana Security Industrial Association has sent out a press statement where they are also saying they welcome the announcement of the extension they've still not agreed and they're basically hoping that within the period some agreement to be reached. Now, let's move away from that. No, There's no, no, two other economy stories. Yeah.
8: The economy is really in uh, the news this morning, so please allow me two okay, other stories. Okay. The city is under pressure. Yes, mm-hmm. debt exchange of 32 bytes hard. Mm-hmm. That's on page three the of the graphic business. There is growing concern among financial experts and analysts that the city might wobble again as it begins to slide against mm-hmm. the major trading currency, the dollar. The fear has been heightened because while the central bank has pegged the city to dollar at a weekly average of nine Ghana cities over the past week ending January 13, the forex bureaus, however, are trading the dollar by an extra three Ghana cities mm-hmm. on top of the BOG rate at 12 Ghana cities mm-hmm. to one dollar. A major concern is the uncertainty surrounding the government's debt exchange and restructuring program mm-hmm. which many believe may delay IMF funding and then uh, inflation also to gallop this month according mm-hmm. to Charles beno Kain, mm-hmm. and the reverse benchmark values and increased VAT are among the
4: causes. Meanwhile, the Bank of Ghana says there's enough gold for the gold for oil exchange. I'll just read brief mm-hmm. portions of that. This is City News not gone The Bank of Ghana says it has sufficient quantities of gold reserves to sustain the goal, gold for oil policy. Now, the government took delivery of the first consignment of gold for oil deal on Monday as part of efforts to reduce fuel prices and reserve or reverse uh, and reserve the country's forex. I think they wanted to say. Many have, however, raised concern about the government's ability to sustain the policy. Now, appearing for the Public Accounts Committee, Director of Financial Markets at the Bank of Ghana, Stephen Opata, says the central bank is well positioned to meet the demand of 160,000 ounces of gold per month.
6: Transaction. Let's stay with the matter of gold because on page four of the Anchor newspaper, there's a story there. PMMC begins bulk purchase of gold to support gold for oil initiative. Mm. Now the story says the precious mineral marketing uh, company has uh, commenced process, uh, the processes uh, necessary to secure adequate quantities of gold in support of government's gold for oil initiative. Now according to the national. Um, what you call an institution. Management has begun setting up offices in selected mining regions, first of which has already been established in commerce in the Shanti region to buy, quote and unquote, all gold from small-scale miners, including the community mining scheme and others. And it goes on to give you details mm. uh, in a press statement that is published here. But there's a bad news that's coming in for those of us who are paying electricity and water mm. uh, bills, uh, but maybe good news for the utility companies. If you yeah. go to page 5 of the same newspaper, give Gifty Arthur reporting, says that despite a fairly stable city, the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission has announced increments in utility tariffs beginning February 1, 2023, in spite of rising economic hardships, uh, facing many of our citizens. Now, the state-owned regulator in a statement said the end-user tariff for electricity has been increased by 29.96%, while that of water has also seen an upward adjustment by some 8.3%. This is really going to buy Well, power. they've been
4: discussing this at least for the past three months, mm-hmm. so this was not unexpected.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's bad news that we are struggling to even pay, uh, you know, basic busy fees and all of that. Okay. Okay. So it's not good yeah, I, I okay.
4: wanted to give you a quick one. Before Godfred comes in Uh, Two security stories One person shot dead in Buipe after a youth besieged Damango police station There was also some classes in Jamestown yesterday Mm. And we have both stories on citynewsroom.com So one person was shot dead after the youth in the area massed up at Damango police station Demand the release of eight people arrested for allegedly burning houses belonging to Fulanese. The arrest came after a call by Buipewara Abdullahi the II to the police to arrest the perpetrators. Now, the youth of the town, led by the Gonjaland Youth Association, have been arresting, protesting the escapement of a Fulani chief for Monday, a suburb of Buipe. And in Jamestown as well, there was, there were classes which was also linked mm-hmm. to some chieftains issues. And I feel we need to get the police to be on high alert, mm-hmm. national security as well, on these chieftaincy matters that tend to degenerate into confusion. So those are two hotspots that our team will be keeping an eye on this morning. Let
8: me take you to page three of the daily graphic uh, and fishing. Uh, 56 vessels have been grounded for using poor fishing mm-hmm. gear. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from the Ministry of Fisheries and Aquaculture Development. Mm-hmm. The sector minister, Mavis Hawakunsen, to told the daily graphic last Friday that the ministry was poised to weed out all forms of uh, what is called illegal, unreported, and unregulated fishing mm-hmm. uh, in Ghanaian
4: waters. Mm. Now, UG students funded a new residential policy. Now, education, two troubling stories. There's another one that we, we held on, we had on TV where. A school in the north had students eaten from the bare floor because mm-hmm. they the couldn't Islamic put up CNN a dining hall. hall. There's a lot of that happening on the TV show this morning. But on, on the news website, some continuous students of the University of Ghana have been left stranded on campus following the university's new residential policy. On Monday, some affected students of Commonwealth Hall, numbering about 40, were turned away by security personnel of the school. From accessing their hall. Now, the new directive to reassign continuing students of Commonwealth Hall and Mensa Sabah halls to other halls comes on the back of numerous clashes recorded between the respective halls in times past. Speaking to City News, some of the stranded students called on the University of Ghana management to listen to their plea, as the others arranged accommodation. Uh, as the other arranged accommodation, they say was too high for them to afford. Mm-hmm. One student said, "I don't have any relatives in Accra, so if I'm not allowed to enter the hall." I can only loiter till daybreak. And the background says the residential policy says continuing students are supposed to occupy other halls apart from the Commonwealth and Mensa Sabah halls to make way for level 100 and graduate students. I think the university wants to change yeah. the, the culture there yeah, and sure. it, it's become one too many. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. some of them spoke to Umar Sander, Amadu on Eyewitness News yesterday.
6: That's um, interesting. Let me take you to page three of the Chronicle. Cocoa Farmers are shooting down Al Jazeera report concerning... Mm-hmm child labour on cuckoo farms. Now, QC Alfred Adams, reporting from Boy. Uh says that the management of the Ghana Cuckoo Board says it suspects a calculated attempt by powerful forces to undermine Ghana's effort at producing cuckoo uh, to the benefit of her citizens. Now, this follows a report carried by Doha, Bayes International Media uh, Network Al Jazeera, which sought to portray Ghana as using children as uh, young as four years to work on cocoa farms. Now, this claim has, however, been denied by the farmer, saying it was stage-managed for the cameras. Now, according to uh, Cocoa Board uh, Management, the report cannot be true as... Um, it goes on to say that, and uh, has uh, therefore led a team of journalists to hold a debate yeah. with the uh, community in which uh, one of these uh, cameras were. Pascal, don't the forget the, the
4: bigger screen. picture of cocoa is that the way people are mining is undermining availability of cocoa farms. Yeah. So if you look at the trend for our cocoa output, it's coming down mm-hmm. now. If cocoa prices start falling, we're in big trouble. As I speak to you, Mm -hmm. there's reduced coffee prices globally. Mm -hmm. And this is affecting Ugandan farmers in a very serious way. Now, Uganda depends a lot on coffee. East African countries depend a lot on coffee. Now, there's been a slump in international coffee price and shipping costs in the last quarter. And this is affecting farmers. So, for me, we we need to keep an eye on the effect of galamse on cocoa output. And the attempt by countries that usually buy our cocoa... Mm -hmm. To look for substitutes. There was a story I read a few days ago about some European country trying to plant cocoa. You know, We've we... seen the Chinese always trying to do this, and I feel we are undermining our own long-term future with the way we are. Destroying farmlands in mm-hmm. Ghana Because that's, I believe, a bigger problem than some of the little things they're reporting here Yeah,
6: but you know that there has been a concerted attempt recently to really mm-hmm. muzzle us out After we went into that agreement with La Côte yeah. To help, yeah. you know, set a floor price yeah. uh, for Cuckoo And you know these guys are not taking a line Freedom up. doesn't come to uh-huh. you If you want to be free, you have to be. you have to be committed to it Because exactly. once you
4: are exporting the raw material And they are adding value and you are paying premium for it they are happy once
6: you start adding value once you start trying to control price mm-hmm. you are no longer their friend and this whole thing on international networks like that would then turn people against Ghana's cocoa that is why we need
4: to develop the African market mm-hmm. take advantage of after, after add if. value to our cocoa mm-hmm. support cocoa companies that are adding value I agree with you. and then not always depend on western countries for support exactly.
8: let me give you two quick stories from the daily graphic Bernard mm-hmm. so well we all know the 41,000 tons gold for oil fuel has landed but oh, so is undercut is issue. Yeah, yesterday <laughs> he was at <laughs> charge. <laughs> between, uh, he's asking, he's uh, petitioning charge to investigate Reverend mm-hmm. Boatin mm-hmm. Edudemfi. The Member of Parliament for North Tong uh, Samoluku Jotablaoka has petitioned the Commission on Human Rights and Administrative Justice to investigate the Secretary of the National Cathedral Board of Trustees, Rev. Victor Kusi watting over conflict of interest, including possession of multiple identities and other alleged criminal dealings. The petition, which was received by the two deputy commissions of Sharaj yesterday, also alleged that there was a transfer of 2.6 million Ghana cities' cash from the National Cathedral Secretary to join talent center, Limited, owned by Reverend Kusibuateng, under his secondary identity, Mm -hmm. Kwabna Edujempi. Mr. Blackwell confirmed the submission of the petition to the Daily Graphic yesterday, said the petition sought to invoke the mandate of Shrash and Article 218 of the 1992 Constitution to investigate, quote, the odious conflict of interest in regard to... Reverend Victor Kusi Boatin's position on the National Cathedral Board, as he literally paid his own company a staggering 2.6 million Ghana cities for no work done. And then just to wrap up on my side, okay. the New York School is opening Before today. You do
6: that, the, let me just give you a related story on okay, the National uh-huh. Cathedral project. If you go to the New Crusading Guide, the National Cathedral Secretariat says it is setting the record straight on the 2.6 million loan received from JNS. <laughs> the story says that the National Cathedral Secretariat has refuted allegations by the member of parliament for the noton constituency honorable samuel okuje Blackwa, who claimed that some 2.6 million Euro, uh, ghana cedis uh, was paid to a company owed by a board member of the cathedral reverend victor kusibwating mm. now jns talent center uh, limited which allegedly runs a crèche in dowenya was uh, paid some 2.6 million Ghana cities to help build the cathedral, the lawmaker revealed in a tweet last Wednesday. The lawmaker on Monday, January 16, further alleged that uh, that particular institution is owned by one Kwabena Edwige hmm. Now, he goes on to provide details, but the National Cathedral Secretariat is saying hmm. in a statement that the 2.6 million Ghana cities was a refund to JNS talent mm. and not an amount illegally paid to them. We world. know
4: that, Joseph, Wital led Shraj, will do a good job yeah. with this. So yeah. we, we, we yeah. will yeah. see. My uh, only concern is whether, do a good job whether Shraj was the right platform. I
6: uh, yeah, thought the conflict of interest, the constitution hives it off and says they should mm. deal with it. But mm. on the matter of you know, identity issues, double identity,
4: well, that Shraj yeah, has, yeah, it the may local. have
6: some criminal connotations. It will seem that maybe
4: the, uh, the, 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 will the, the, the petitioner or Appellant, or whatever his name, maybe mm. he wants to explore Shraj preliminarily yeah. first. And then we see how that falls. No,
8: but that should also not be the case. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we'll discuss this later. So let me not use this. Yeah, New Year's
4: school has started. Yeah, it's opening today. Uh... <laughs> this
0: thing yeah,
8: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
4: no, it's really good. The New Year's school oh,
8: yeah,
6: yeah. brings a lot of... Uh, so I, it's, yeah, I this think year... it's
4: important to think about the year. Yeah, yeah.
6: In yeah. my formative years as a young journalist, no? you talk about cover New yeah, Year's. That year. Year. was your beat.
9: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
8: yeah. So <laughs> so this year, yeah. the vice president is speaking. Uh-huh. The finance minister is speaking. We'll be interested
4: to hear him. I think Meritian Rehse is also
8: there. Yes, uh Okoboche is speaking. Mm -hmm. Speaking Mm -hmm. speaking, uh,
4: Speaking of Esla uh, Uh, Owusu, NCA approves transfer of majority shares in Vodafone, Ghana to tele They
8: are selling it again.
4: Yeah, they've been looking for a buyer for a while. The National Communication Authority has granted what is called... Conditional approval okay. for the transfer of 70% majority shares in Ghana Telecoms uh, Limited Vodafone mm-hmm. held by Vodafone International BB Holdings to mm-hmm. Telcel Group. This is subject to concessions by the seller and representations made by the buyer to the NCA. Mm-hmm. Now, the NCA in a statement confirmed that the revised proposal from the buyer now meets the regulatory threshold and hence granted conditional approval. You know, the, the way Vodafone has moved <laughs> from, from <laughs> Ghana Telecom PT to Norway, Norway to the UK, yeah. it, Austin, we, we, we hope the TeleCell move revamps it Because we are part owners of Vodafone uh-huh. And it, it is in our interest All the telcos Look at MTN is now the overwhelming dominant force Yeah, Vodafone, AirTel, Tigo and the others Need to be strengthened To provide a semblance of good competition let, tel- me tel- take you, are let me take you to China uh, we, we can find out, out. So yeah. a, a top Chinese delegate mm-hmm or official is on a five-nation tour of Africa. And I thought I would just mention that for you. Yeah, China's new top diplomat, King yeah, Gang, is that pronounced? No. King Gang. It's Qing. Qing Gang. Qing Gan? Qing. Yeah. Qing Qing G-Gan. G-Gan. yeah, like Qing Embarks on a five-nation African tour. So Chinese foreign minister, King Gang began his inaugural week-long tour of five what's African the, countries. The I the Spanish name? g-a-n-g uh, A- N- i want this guy to guess the five countries that he was uh, <laughs>
0: yeah i think Z- 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 zambia should be in there uh, i think there should be ethiopia really in there no zambia is not there ethiopia it is there be you are right like Starting like with ethiopia it should be kenya somewhere there
4: kenya is not there because yeah. they
0: are very reliant on chinese yeah. loans. So, yeah. so let me just give you this round okay. he's doing
4: ethiopia yeah, <laughs> you do gabon gabon you do angola yeah. angola yes, you do benin, benin and benin, egypt,
6: egypt yes. yeah, benin i'm not too sure why they're interested in <laughs> there. There's a lot happening. Yeah, there's you, a lot happening I yeah. don't know.
4: <laughs> you see, down there.
6: The countries are not picked you randomly.
4: Think, yeah, we we'll see. So that's the story from now. I'd
8: be surprised he did not come to Ghana, though.
4: You're, you're surprised. What is happening here? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Considering whoa. we are just
8: beginning engagement on debt and we owe them quite a No, but money. if you look
4: at no if you look at our portfolio of debt china is not very significant if you really? take if, if you take all our debts, mm-hmm. it's not like zambia mm-hmm. zambia's debt uh, exchange was, was was made difficult because a lot of it was chinese debt the and chinese you see you, you, you see in this world who you owe determines the approach you can use yeah,
7: right. so
4: if your debt is to a lot of western people mm-hmm. the paris club and all these guys can come together and give you concessions mm-hmm. but the chinese play with a different rule book that's right. but
8: so, they are sitting with the paris club this time yeah but i'm saying that the new yeah but i'm saying
4: that less complicated than zambia is that the overall percentage of exports to china is low don't forget a lot of the chinese loans all don't come through from yeah. nilson's time yeah. so the promise is made The in fact and the we'll, money don't come don't forget from. we have a whole box side thing with china right. but not all the money has been released yeah. hydro. Mm-hmm. so a huge chunk of our, our debt is to the bond market people mm-hmm. And to Western people. And now people are holding out. Yeah. We'll leave that for now. That was a newspaper review with Richard Sky and Godfred For Coming up next is the City Business News. Stay with us. City business news coming up shortly on the city breakfast show. Michael Bodo sat in the studio with his beautiful suspenders. <laughs> we used to call them braces. not sure if that's the, the same word. Yeah, but this uh, news is brought to you by MTN. This news has just begun and what better way to begin the year than by starting fresh with a brand new sim from your favorite network from the month of January, all sim card prices will now be 10 CDs. So join the MTM family and begin the year with great coverage and super fast internet connection everywhere you go. So, Michael is here with all the details.
2: Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyal Enterprise Life Advantage, Access Bank, Modern Banking, empowered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, Ghana Association of Banks directs members to halt engagement with government on debt exchange program. Meanwhile, stakeholders urge government to review the program and ensure consensus for a successful implementation. Also, Association of Ghana Industries, AGI, calls for an extension in the implementation of the announced increment in tariffs. Michael Obudu and to details of our stories now, the success of the government's domestic debt exchange program, DDEP, is likely to hit a massive setback as information gathered by City Business News indicates that the Ghana Association of Banks has instructed its members to stay any further engagement on the DDEP until their demands have been met. The association says this is due to the foregoing and numerous uncertainties surrounding the program. It is also calling on any managing director or CEO of any financial institution who wishes to go ahead with the program to contact the CEO of the Ghana Association of Banks directly for approval. This decision of the banks is said to have played a key role in government's decision to extend a deadline off for the registration of the domestic debt exchange program for the third time to 31st January 2023. Meanwhile, an economist, Professor Peter Cortis, says it is crucial for the government to reach a consensus with the bondholders to enable the debt exchange program to advance. Government is racing against time to have all individual bondholders sign on to the terms of the debt exchange program, but the latter want to be exempted from the program government failed to reach an agreement on the deadline uh, on the last deadline that was january 16 2023 which had moved to january 31st speaking to city business news professor Kwate called on government to come to an agreement with the bondholders as failure to do so could spell doom for the economy
6: will be very disastrous that would mean that we have to pull out of the imf program and the market will react very very um highly um our exchange rate will start to
9: depreciate rapidly and you know the consequence of it has a knock-on effect on
10: inflation it has a knock-on effect on imports it has a knock-on effect on livelihood we are in this critical situation um, cool health should prevail. We,
6: we ought to dialogue so that we come to consensus and make sure that we find a solution to the problem. Mm-hmm. I don't think government should take an
10: entrenched position. I don't expect the bondholders to also take an entrenched. I expect that the zero coupon rate is not acceptable. I, I don't think somebody expects to leave on the interest payment. That will mean asking the person to starve. So some interest rates, I think,
2: will be good. I will be some 10 percent, 15 percent. You have the economist Professor Peter Quarty. Now, in a related development, economist Dr. Patrick is assuming is urging government to use the period of the extension of the deadline for the domestic debt program to relook some modifications to the terms of the domestic Exchange program as part of the new terms under the government's DDEP domestic bondholders have been asked to exchange their instruments for 12 new bonds, one maturing each year starting from January 2027 and ending on January 2038. Already some stakeholders have noted that given that they amended and restated exchange memorandum terms of the DDEP is extended to 15 years. There is no guarantee that many pensioners would live long enough to benefit from their investments. Dr. Assuming has been speaking to City Business News.
11: Also, I hope you know that there, there is hope. and if the government is aware that there is no other way than to get this exchange appeal. So I don't think it's something that the government is contemplating. It's just that the way it started off was completely wrong. The, the way it started off and we're uh, not engaging enough. So I think now, so there are two things. There's, there's something matter of what are the terms of the deal. And then there's a process. I think the terms look very hard for people who have innocently purchased government bonds. The terms look extremely hard. So the government will have to look at the terms and what, you know, where it can give and where it can take. Again, the process is also important. The process is where the engagement, sitting around the table and discussing with relevant parties and their representatives to lay bare the picture of the economic realities and you know, convince people that we have to do a proper burden sharing. That proper burden sharing, of course, will bring in a discussion about the budget that has already been passed. I don't Even if people are sitting on the table, I'm, I'm not sure that people will feel that the burden is being shared equally or is being shared equitably. So, you know, all that discussion has to come back in play. So I think, I hope that the government will use the period to do that kind of engagement.
2: You hear the economist Dr. Patrick assuming. Now away from that, the Association of Ghana Industries, AGI, is calling on the government to extend the implementation of the new increment in tariffs. The Public Utilities and Regulatory Commission, PURC, yesterday announced tariffs would go up effective February 1st, 2023, despite admitting the, economic ch- the present economic challenges. While the end-user tariff for electricity has been increased by 29.96%, that of water has also seen an upward adjustment by 8.3% following the conclusion of the PRRC's regulatory processes for quarterly adjustments. In an interview with City Business News, Greater Aqua Chairman of AGI, Chona Makpelo, stated that the increment would be a disincentive for local manufacturers, hence must be postponed until the economy sees some improvement.
9: To begin the year with, about 29% increase in, in electricity tariff can only be said not to be good for industry. Industry is suffering, really. Industry is at a stage where we're dealing with many high costs of, of different things. The, the, the cost of raw materials has gone up significantly, interest rates have gone up. And so, our plan with government is to really consider to delay some of these increments.
2: Greater Accra, Chairman of the Association of Ghana Industries, AGI Chonam Akpelo. Now moving on, ranking member on Parliament's Energy and Mines Committee, John Abdullahi Janapo says, government's gold for fuel policy does not guarantee that it can purchase petroleum products at cheaper prices. The Vice President, Dr. Mohamedou Bamiya, had stated that the move is meant to tackle dwindling foreign currency reserves coupled with the demand for dollars by oil importers, which is weakening the local CDA and increasing Living cost. Speaking to City Business News, MP4 Yape Kusegu said the message disseminated by government that it will buy cheaper oil with this policy is not accurate.
9: You can't just say, take one gold, uh, an ounce of gold, and give me a barrel of oil as it used to be in the real barter that you are talking about. You must first of all value that gold in dollar 10. Of currency or money, but let's even assume it is because you don't want your currency to reduce to to depreciate. That is not the same as buying cheaper oil. Cheaper oil means that oil is hundred. To- I'm getting it for 80cd or 90cd. That is what you say is cheaper oil. If you are doing this to manage your currency, if you are saying that Ghana, we are so broke now that our reserves are depleted, and so we do not have enough dollars to buy crude, so we are using gold as a backup so that we can buy crude, it's a different matter. Be honest and sincere. But don't tell us that you are going to get cheaper crude or cheaper finished product.
2: Ranking Member on Parliament's Energy and Mines Committee and MP for Yape Kusegu, John Abdullah Dunapo. Meanwhile, information gathered by City Business News from the Institute of Energy Security (IES) indicates that the vessel MTSEF Yenisei, carrying the first consignment of fuel for gold, is expected to begin discharge in the product later today over a three-day period. The vessel arrived over the weekend carrying over 40,000 metric tons of fuel and is presently at anchorage, waiting to be given the go-ahead to berth at a conventional boy mooring point offshore to discharge into tanks at the Accra Plains depot of Bost. Meanwhile, the Bank of Ghana says it is well positioned to meet the demand of 160,000 ounces of gold per month under the Gold for Oil deal, though many have kicked against the move and questioned its sustainability. The Director of Financial Market at the Bank of Ghana, Steven Opata, says the central bank has ample quantities of gold reserves to sustain the Gold for Oil policy. He spoke when he appeared before the public account's committing now on the interbank foreign exchange market, where banks trade amongst themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and is selling at 10 CDs, 34 pesos. The British pound lost 1 peso and is selling at 12 CDs, 61 pesos. The euro remained unchanged and is selling at 11 CDs, 2 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus in the capital, the dollar is selling for 12 CDs, 90 pesos, while the British pound is selling at 15 CDs, and the euro is selling at 13 CDs, 15 pesos. Let's now join Mark Jordan Sikanate of Data Bank for the latest update on the bond market. Last week, the Ghanaian Treasury exceeded a target by approximately 52% as it accepted 1.71 billion Ghana cities out of Bitworth, 1.72 billion Ghana cities. Yields on the 91-day and the 182-day tenure declined to 35.46% and 35.83% respectively, whilst the 364-day yield climbed to 35.92%. Aggregate market turnover slowed by 57.1% to 530.05 million Ghana cities. Consequently, the data bank bond index retreated to 81.12 points as the average yield to maturity increased to 36.86%. That was Mark Jordan Sikanate of DataBank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News. Proudly brought to you by MTN, Girl Enterprise Life, Your Advantage, Access Bank, Modern Banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Lubudu. Have a good business day. Thank you for listening. As always, please stay safe.
1: I If you want to know me thirty minutes past seven ninety seven point
4: three CTFM. Lots of big stories to look at this morning. So the first consignment of oil under the gold for oil deal is in. Okay, so how much of a game changer is this? Has this been well thought through? What kind of relief will it give our currency? Don't forget, yesterday the governor of the Bank of Ghana said the recent challenges in the economy had begun to put pressure on the city. The city stabilized a few weeks back and it appears we are losing ground again against the dollar. There's quite a gap between what you get at the interbank rate and what you get at the forex level. So will the gold for oil sell solve that problem? We'll try and look at that on the show for you this morning. New controversy at National Cathedral. MP for uh, South Town has gone to Shraj with a raft of revelations and allegations. What do we make of all of that? And then later on, Effective Living series, the second day of our third week. This morning I'm speaking to Michael Lohini, of What are the skills you need for this century and beyond? And if we have time, we'll look at a very important but possibly ignominious anniversary. 40 years ago this week, over 1 million Ghanaians were expelled from Nigeria. (laughs) What have we seen as a result of this? Any lessons to learn from that traumatic experience? There, There have been many Articles about that. In fact, that development was described as a disaster at the time by all the global uh, international organizations.
7: Mm-hmm. And
4: apparently, it wasn't only Ghanaians who were expelled, so there were uh, uh, people from Togo, Benin, and Niger who were also expelled mm-hmm. in the second week of January 1983. Where were you 40 years ago? All of that coming up on the show, but kickoff is next, brought to you by Leshehu. If you have not updated your records yet, per the directive by the BOG, the Ghana Card is now the only accepted form of ID for all your financial transactions. Visit any Leshehu branch near you to update your records with your Ghana Card to enable us to serve you faster and better. Oh, call or WhatsApp 574 or call 0302-208-333. Le Sheho, let's improve life. Benjamin Kittes here. Lots of sporting news, Ben. Welcome.
10: Good morning, Bernard. Let's get into the headlines. And BBNE Gold Stars hold Asante Kotoko in midweek action in the Ghana Premier League. Liverpool take on Wolves in the FA Cup third round playoff replay. And in the NBA, LeBron James dropping 48 points to lead the Lakers to victory against the Houston Rockets. <laughs> let's start off with some boxing and former WBO Super Bantamweight champion Isaac Dube says he is under no pressure to reclaim a world title. The 28-year-old is scheduled to fight Cuban boxer Robese Ramirez on the 1st of April for the WBO featherweight belt, which could be vacated by Mexican fighter Emmanuel Navarrete. Now in an interview with City Sports, Dube insists he has no fear to become a two-time world champion
2: pressure nah i mean there can't be no pressure i mean whatever the pressure is we have to um we have to we have to take we have to control the pressure we have to control the fear Have to control the, the 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 emotions and everything that's what makes us us and that's what makes it very important and that's what makes it um exciting knowing that you know you're going out there everyone is counting on you to deliver and you know we've been we've been it's been great you know Climbing up the climbing up the ladder all these years, and um, I feel excited about this one. And I know that by God's by God's by God's special grace, we're gonna go out there and deliver.
10: We so heard former WBO Super Bantamweight champion Isaac Dugbe speaking there. Let's get to the national team and the Black Galaxies Day in the news these days because the chant is happening. Now, Black Galaxy's head coach is Anna Walker. He says his players are yearning to make up for the 2-1 loss to Madagascar in the ongoing tournament. Now, Ghana must avoid defeat against Sudan in the final Group C match on Thursday to stand any chance of making it to the knockout stages.
6: By losing the game, they are all down, and they are worried, and they did not understand why they should lose a match against no other team than Madagascar. We just finished a meeting uh, together with them. The technical and the players had a meeting, and in fact, I have to ask them some questions which they answered, and uh, I could see how serious they are, how ready they are for the Thursday's game. Because... Uh, they know if they don't win or they are not able to win on Tazi, then it will be a blow for them and uh, they will disappoint the whole, whole Ghanines. So they are ready. The attitude is going to be different on Thursday.
10: Black Galaxy's head coach Arno Walker speaking there. Let's get to some results from the matches that were played yesterday. Mali played out of 3 3 draw with Angola and then Cameroon beat Congo by one goal to nil. Now, later today, there's Mozambique versus Libya. There's also Algeria versus Ethiopia. So, that's what's going on with the Chan tournament. Let's get to the Bet Power Ghana Premier League match week uh, 12 action. Bibiani Gold Stars, they missed two penalties to draw 1 1 against Asante Kotoko at the Dance Park in Bibiani. Now, La Ibrahim missed the penalty for Gold Stars, but Dramani Yaya scored from the rebound uh, to cancel allowed Stevie Mukwala's goal for the Porcupine Warriors. Kotoko's goalkeeper Frederick Asari saved the second penalty in the match from Prince owusu Kwabena. Now, Gold Stars head coach Michael Osei ruled his team's poor finishing on the day.
5: We came here to win the match. We have got a lot of uh, numerous of, uh, chances to score, but we couldn't
3: That's, that's football. That's football
8: because uh, we, we, we had a chance today to 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 win this game but uh i don't know because I, I i said a message to the to the player but uh it's a public i cannot say too much for uh, about the player uh it's a very unfortunate game that uh, we couldn't we couldn't win the game so uh, it was balanced game but we get the opportunity but uh, in the game if you, if you get opportunity and then uh, you don't score uh, that's how it goes so I will, take, I will take the one point and then uh, in good faith.
10: So you had Gold Stars head coach Michael speaking there. Now head coach Kotoko Kotokosay Zebo had this to say after
5: the match. We came here to win the match. We have got a lot of uh, numerous of, uh, chances to score, but we couldn't score. So I'm not happy with the results. Uh, football as it is, it's a game of uh, chances. And uh, The match we play today is is different from the match we are going to play next. So there is nothing we can say much about about this very much. All of our supporters, they saw what, what went wrong and what went good.
10: Asante Kotoko head coach Seydou Zebou speaking through an interpreter there. Elsewhere, Accra Lions beat Berekum Chelsea by two goals to one. And when you get to the league table, Adiyana Stars have 20, 24 points. Accra Lions have 22 points. Asante Kotoko have 21 points. They have drawn four consecutive matches. Accra Hearts of Oak also have 21 points. Let's get to some foreign stuff and let's talk about transfers because Chelsea manager Graham Potter is delighted to have landed at the club's new signing. Michael Kylo Mudrik, now the Ukrainian winger had looked to sign for Premier League rivals Arsenal, but he uh, decided to join the Blues from Shakhtar Donetsk on an eight and a half year deal. Now here's Potter after Chelsea secured a £62 million signing of Mudrik. Well, I
12: think you're never surprised in the, tra- in the transfer window because things happen um, <clears throat> sometimes like you don't expect them to happen but um, in terms of what he brings, he's a young player with, um, with a big future uh, exciting, 1v1, direct, attacks the back line, um, can go in, in wide areas but also affects the goal. So uh, Really exciting player, I think our supporters will really like him.
10: So you had Chelsea manager Graham Potter speaking there. Let's get to some FA Cup uh, replay action that will happen later today. There's West Brom versus Chesterfield, there's also Wolverhampton, one just taking on Liverpool Football Club. Let's get to the camp of Liverpool and let's hear from head coach Jürgen Klopp.
5: No, no, we go as strong as we can, but it always depends on the situation you are in, and that means when it was the last game and stuff like this. Not all players who played on uh, the last game are available now, so for different reasons. And yes, we will make changes, yes, that's clear. But it's good as well. So, um, But what I mean with as strong as we can, because we want to win the game, so we need obviously fresh legs, I could, let's now the easy thing for me is to sit here and tell the boys, yeah, so you pretty much with the game at Brighton, you put us in a situation, so let's have a look how you can get us out of that again. So, but th- I, 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 that's what means I'm I'm out of responsibility. I cannot, I just can't. So, I mean, we have to make decisions about the lineup. We will, uh, we will make changes. That's clear. Three days after the last game, I think that makes absolutely sense. And then um, we will go.
10: So you had Liverpool head coach Jürgen Klopp speaking there. Let's round it off with some basketball from the NBA. The Houston Rockets, they uh, took on the Los Angeles Lakers last night. And it was LeBron James dropping 48 points, 8 rebounds and 9 assists to lead the Lakers to a 140-132 victory. On the side of the losing Rockets, it was young uh, Turk Alperen Sengun dropping 33 points for his team In the process. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Ketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Leshero. There's more sports at citysportsonline.com.
3: This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
1: Your hand makes my voice react That it's only the real A boy girl While the It's physical <laughs> <laughs> You must try to ignore That and me, mother
4: 731, the irrepressible and unmistakable voice of Tina Turner. Oh yes,
1: simply the best. First
4: song was What's Love Got To Do With It. Happy 45th birthday to Christian Eduboahin Atiemo, aka Abigi Boza. Of Amandi Group, God bless you and grant you good health from KG to Solomon Ashong aka Uche of Collegon Gono Mountain Methodist Church. Pray the good Lord gives you long life with happiness, good health, favor, and smiles from your wife, your children, your grandchildren and your friends. A, a lot of a lot of things calling for attention. You know, when we started this job many years ago, there were what we call dry news days. Yeah. Where on that day, <laughs> probably the only thing that you would see was some I politician has going to say something. No, even that. You probably would have some story with some mundane story. Tell me. There was nothing really, so you had to then create news. Yes. But I think in the past few years, possibly because I don't know, like social media, or whether it's just because the economy has gotten to a certain stage or our democracy, there's so much yeah. now, let, let me give you an example mm-hmm. many years ago, when there's a tariff increment, there was a major story, yep. so if, if we had a, an announcement of PRC increasing uh, w- electricity charges by 30% mm-hmm. and water by 8%, it would be a big story for like a week yep. I'm not even sure it's the biggest story today, do you get me? so there 's also the oil for uh, the gold for oil mm-hmm. happening at a time where the city has started deteriorating again mm-hmm. right it 's a huge story. The Bank of Ghana yesterday they had a representation at the public accounts committee on a different issue, but it came up. Mm-hmm. The governor is admitting that the currency is depreciating again mm-hmm. inflation is fifty five percent it 's not even the biggest issue okay then there 's a whole conversation about the national cathedral which has become emblematic of the government 's um, what's the word to use? It's actually the icing on the cake. Yeah, if you can use the cake for that. So yeah. basically, it's become emblematic of wrong economic priorities. Yeah. And if, as if that were not enough, Scandal upon scandals. It's becoming scandalous. So just building a cathedral within this economic period itself is a challenge on its own. Mm-hmm. And now to read all the things that the MP for South Tongue is saying, he's going to charge revelations about a company, a pastor. I mean... How do you even start? Okay. then we, I mean, again, when I was in the university, when the schools reopened, school fees issues, um, you have like accommodation. Yep. At the time, RFUF. It was a major story mm-hmm. because university students had a voice and media houses were very interested in those issues. Yes, on CNR, we, we focused a bit on that, but it's not really a big story. So mm-hmm. come out are fighting... This, they want to make all of them freshers, the rest to go to other halls. There are photos and videos of people sleeping outside. It's still not made the biggest headline mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. So I I'm, I don't even know, you know, and as Vodafone has been sold, mm-hmm. all right? Majority shares to prove granted. granted. Is it what tell sell? sell. Mm-hmm. Debt exchange has, is failing. Oh, has failed. The bankers have come together to say to their members, don't sign up without talking to us. So they are coming together. Mm-hmm. GSI sent a statement yesterday. Pensioners are saying it's a major story, but it's still not. Th- there's all kinds of things happening, mm-hmm. you know. And then, of course, resignations Alan has resigned, others are expected to resign. Primaries are coming up, you know. So I feel sometimes when you are, if I haven't even finished, petrol started going up again 13.90, yep, diesel 16.50, it's ah. going up again. Mm-hmm. All right, mtn is fighting over some tax issues
6: mm-hmm. all right in excess of eight billion
4: yeah so sometimes when the issues become that many you get overwhelmed and you're not sure where to focus mm-hmm. what also happens is that people become desensitized to the seriousness of scandal mm-hmm. because if you give them a scandal a day <laughs> they are like oh it's a yateabre. yeah so, it loses its real value. Again, in the 90s, those days when you tune to the radio, at the, at the time, Come a FM. when they say, Charlie's big. big. Then he has the filler, he's reading it. These days, it's already on social media. Yep. So, the person has already read the statement, he's mm-hmm. seen a Black West thing. Mm-hmm. So, I'm really wondering how to add value to to people's lives mm-hmm. in a time like this. And one of the things I struggle with is, what is the main thing every day? Okay, so if you ask me... Um, so let, let me give you a quick background. If you ask me, uh, 25 years ago, we had free... Joy FM had started. So the media's main focus was there was a dictatorship, right? So to take on Rawlings, to make sure people hear from their politicians, to interview MPs. So it was a big thing, the ninety six Parliament, to hear them on. It was big. But it's no longer big to hear an MP. Mm-hmm. Okay, And getting... Political freedoms was a major issue in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. It's no longer the big, big issue today. Yep. I, I, I think that the biggest challenge today is development. Mm-hmm. How to get people to have a better life. Because we've experimented with the Fourth Republic and it has gone well, at least, to, to, to original intents and purposes. Alright, we are able to vote, we are able to change government and all of that. But I feel that the, one of the things we are missing in the media is placing our finger on the main issue. Mm-hmm. And I argue that the main issue is mm-hmm. development. Yeah, I agree. Now, how to translate that into what to focus on, into how to angle your news, into who to give voice to,
7: mm-hmm.
4: into whose... Story deserves first placement on the front page. It's a big challenge for me because there's politicization. So it's a lot of the you and I know the way we work with parliamentarians and a lot of the things they say they don't even mean. So you are not even sure whether the scandal and all the opposition is because they just want to get an advantage or they actually mean well for the citizens. If you look at debt exchange, if you look at the fact that a lot of people are going to have their incomes wiped out. You wonder whether even the way it's been discussed... I mean, yesterday I took on the majority leader, and he sort of pushed back. But I was like, how come it is only when the individual bondholders came to you that you felt you wanted to speak about this? How come you didn't think that the people who were on the lower level, they needed a hearing? Then he says, well, these guys came to me, so we have to respond. And I find that I don't. I don't think as a country... We have, we we have we realize where we are, in terms of what our real need is, because today we're reading a newspaper story about cocoa, and you were pointing out that Western media will do a lot to demonize your cocoa because it doesn't serve the economic interest. Mm-hmm. Now, there should be a national understanding of the importance of cocoa to us, even if not as our major export earner, the value chain and the strategy to say we will not just raw, export raw cocoa beans and that what we are doing with Côte d'Ivoire is important. Adding value, exporting cocoa paste, cocoa cake, creating chocolate, spread, if your kids are eating bread in the morning, why should they eat bread with chocolate spread made in Switzerland? Why can't they eat it with bread made in Ghana? Mm-hmm. So that you can employ 5,000 people in a factory in Tema to produce that. I think that's our challenge. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that we are in an era of high prices and you are still not food sufficient and you are importing a lot of the food you eat.
7: Mm-hmm.
4: I thought these things would be self-evident. But I don't seem to... I, I don't think... I, I don't think when you look at the news cycle or you listen to our politicians or even our media, I don't think we are... We, you know, because for me, I've not lived in China, but when I listen to China Chinese people,
7: mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> it's very clear what they want to do. They want to create livelihoods for their billion, over a billion people. They want to become the world's, they have become the world's manufacturing center. They will do it better and faster and cheaper than anybody else. And they will do it and make it better than the, the Americans do it. And they are fighting for their place in the world. Mm-hmm. They are fighting for their place in the world. So now their foreign minister is in five African countries to promote the China agenda. They they they've woken up. Mm-hmm. They they realize where they are in history, and they don't want to lie down. I think we are sleeping, mm-hmm. and a lot of the things. And I'm not saying we shouldn't discuss that exchange or we shouldn't discuss National Cathedral, but I'm saying that do we do we have an anchor for those discussions? Is the anchor based on what we want to achieve as a nation, mm-hmm. or some of it is? Political expediency, some people want to come to power, some people want to hold on to power, somebody wants to please his paymaster. Do, do you get me? I feel there is a missing anchor for the national discourse. Mm-hmm. And it troubles me because, the, I mean, as we speak, global leaders are meeting in Davos. These are people mm-hmm. who have made money off, off the rest of us, mm-hmm. business and political. And I'm going to chill in, in Switzerland to discuss <laughs> the next 30 years. And I'm not even sure we 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 are conscious, even as a middle class or as an elite, what are our real challenges as a people, where we stand, what are we supposed to do, what is the task, how are we going to play, what, what are we going to do to secure the future for our children, what is going to be our place in the world? I'm not sure we even think about those things. And when you you see the reason you need an anchor is that you need to keep that in focus for everything you do. Mm -hmm. So that even if I said, okay, Sky, give me a breakdown of the National Cathedral issues, which I will do, you are doing it on the basis that there are certain things that we have agreed to as a country that we will not allow. And that this is not part of the national priority that we've all agreed. And that you are going to go into, not because you dislike somebody, but because when you look at the total picture, this and that should not be happening. And I feel we don't do that enough. And I hope, I hope we are able to use all these discussions to steer people back to the main thing. Mm-hmm. Because the main thing is that economic survival is war. Mm-hmm. And so long as we are dewers of wood and drawers of water, we everybody's darling. When we want to assert ourselves as Japan, as Korea, as China, as Malaysia, as Indonesia, immediately you want to wake up. You make enemies for yourself. And if you can't talk to people of life, if you can't do the Cote d'Ivoire thing, if Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire cannot persist in even controlling the cocoa market, then we have failed. Mm-hmm. And I think every morning we should remind our leaders that those are the priorities. Those are the priorities. And sometimes I think our leaders get to... um, I, I want they sort of they, they lose focus and start thinking about my legacy my party my government that's not, that's not the main thing the main thing is your country because if your legacy is good and your country collapses you haven't done anything Okay. so I think sometimes the, the, the political leaders who are the most visible of all our leaders ought to take a cue from the long term and the long term is that where will Ghana going to be in 100 years mm-hmm. and what can I do now to secure that or to make that better but it seems as if everything is about 2024, all right? So MPP says, oh, I'll make sure I'm the first MPP government that will succeed itself. And this is, says, you don't break the eight So, and watch it, from 2023, m- June, IPAC, EC, voter ID, mm-hmm. we leave the developmental issues huh? Then whoever wins In January Will spend like Three months To choose a government Up and down um, Then like October 2024 20, They will come back And say Oh okay What should we do Let's go and meet At some place Let's discuss By that time a lot So I just want to Appeal to Ghanaians that Discuss everything You want to discuss Get into all the scandals you want to Get into But please don't Lose focus yep. The focus should be Development Development Total development Not just economic Development Human development People must be well-educated. People must be healthy. The citizen must be at the center of economic policy, not at the periphery, at the center. So everything you decide, whether it's PRC, increasing tariffs, whether it's a cathedral you are building, whatever you want to do, where does that leave the citizen? And I want to just appeal to our parliamentarians to place citizens ahead of themselves because I think their entry into the debt exchange has been very self-serving. Those who have invested money, in these bonds are the ones who are now rising to say we don't want it but we young look people have lost incomes under the previous banking crisis we haven't had mps come out that loudly so i want to beg them please place the citizen at the center of your policies and let the nation be the object of your national struggle having said that i'm going to now yield i'm going to yield yeah i just want to make a, a quick to to
6: note to what you have uh, said especially the one dealing with members of parliament you mm-hmm. see that is where i almost always get disappointed mm-hmm. how our legislators get so removed mm-hmm. from what exactly their responsibility should be on very serious matters like this mm-hmm. So this whole matter of the debt exchange program has been going on for some time now. Mm -hmm. And it started with um, the NDC's program at the APSA, Mm -hmm. um, which followed was followed by uh, denials from the government and hey, hey, hey. And eventually the government said, yes, we are going to the IMF. And then we were told later that we'll do debt exchange. Mm -hmm. Name for me one member of parliament who in his constituency Decided to call a town hall meeting of some kind. To meet with bondholders. To meet with, uh, what do you call it, pensioners. To meet with bankers. To meet with banking staff, insurers. To and try and even understand what exactly their concerns are within his own constituency. Yeah. Or constituents who may or may not have something Mm. to do Mm. with this whole matter as to invite their input Mm. to form his position Mm -hmm. or inform his position when Parliament reconvenes. None. Mm. Or if they have done it, Mm. I have not heard it. Mm. And you see, in other jurisdictions, that is how you make democracy work. Because... Mm. Yes, you are representing people. All of us cannot be in Accra mm-hmm. to make and take decisions for on, on our own behalf. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? We have to give that responsibility to an elected official yeah. who goes to represent us. Yeah. So that if there is a major national issue of this kind, mm-hmm. why is it that upon everything we hear members of parliament say, mm-hmm. none of them fought it? Well, prudent to call a number of people in this constituency who are directly affected to engage them, to engage them hear their views mm-hmm. so that when you come to the floor of parliament mm-hmm. and you are talking the strength of what you are saying exactly. is based on what your constituents are it represents the views of the good people of this constituency that constituency yes. this is the position they have taken mm-hmm. because by the end of that discussion mm-hmm. Your 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 PAs or the people who are around you would have mm. put together a three-page document or a two-page document mm. as to what exactly the views of your constituents are.
4: Mm. But so, we so, so if I get you, you're saying apart from what I've said about the media, mm-hmm. the MPs also have a role to play, where even in positions they take, yeah. they must put their constituents at the center, yeah. not necessarily their political parties. Mm-hmm. So I think that's well good. I needed to make this uh, caveat before we get into the issues yeah. because, so having Having so, so let's just, just to clarify the citizen must be at the center, the nation must be in front. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of direction, Ghana first, mm-hmm. our future first, not our stomach first, not eating now first, future first. So, next generation, not next election. Mm-hmm. Then, citizen, not um, maybe as, as against like the executive or against like big business. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? So, whatever you're doing, think about how it will affect your citizen. All right. Now, there are lots of stories, but I, I noticed that the two of you in the review sort of emphasized two stories. One of you emphasized gold and for, uh, for, or one of you emphasized National Cathedral. Mm-hmm. So let me start with the easier National Cathedral. Why yes, is... that the easier one. Because it's been running for longer. Mm-hmm. Um. So the background is much more. Why is National Cathedral still in the news? I am Because, for, forgive me if I've not been in the news for that long. <laughs> because I thought... We have already clarified. Okay, not clarified. At least we've, we've, most people have said that this thing, mm-hmm. no matter, there's no money. Mm-hmm. The, the, what we were told was not yet. Mm-hmm. They said they were not going to use state funds. They've gone back on that. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of many people have said, if they are going to be a cathedral, let the churches come together and build it. Mm-hmm. Leave the state out. Or even if you use the state, don't use state money. And then the last thing I saw was a big Bloomberg article that took an aerial shot of the big hole that had been dug and then used that to represent what you call misplaced policy. And it's like an analogy for the big hole in Ghana's economy. That's where we are. Why is it back in the news? Godfrey, Why is it back in the news this morning?
8: Well, it's back in the news because um, the criticism continues unabated. It's, it's, It's never really left the news. I think that it's been... Goes and comes. No, it's been there. It doesn't even go. And oh, come. it's already there. Because almost every week or another week, uh, there is something. If you look at November, December last year, we had a full parliamentary sitting on this
7: mm. um, to try mm. and figure mm. out
8: how mm. much state money, which is what brought the finance minister to parliament, if you recall, to answer questions on how much state money had gone oh, into it. That report, we still are not yet aware of uh, you know, its final, you know, well, we are aware of some of the things that were said in there. Let me put it that way.
7: Mm-hmm.
8: And I left that hearing quite dissatisfied. And I'm sure a lot of people who followed it left dissatisfied mm-hmm. with some of the responses that came with regards to how a project that started as a personal pledge, pledge had metamorphosed into perhaps the biggest... A national headache. The, the biggest <laughs> single infrastructure <laughs> from personal that this to,
4: government will put up. From personal pledge to national... Hope.
8: <laughs> you know, and every day new controversy because one, there have been issues around the funding, and that is where everything comes from. Mm-hmm. Because it is quite oh, yeah. obvious that yeah. the government has struggled to convince the Christian community in this country that this is important enough for us to raise this kind of money.
7: Mm-hmm.
8: Four, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. there are tenant issues of supervision, conflict of interest, transparency, accountability. Mm. All those are issues that have weighed heavily on the minds of citizens, mm-hmm. both Christian and of other denomina- religious denominations, As you know, but albeit citizens. But
4: what is the status of the cathedral as far as the government is concerned? Are they saying they are going to do it? Yeah. Well, yes. The, pres-
8: the president yeah. spent the first week and a half of the year meeting uh, several... Religious leaders. religious leaders, and he put it out that we are going to do this in December in the same way yes. that we started it, as in, at the same cost, yes, with the same place, and the we, same and size. Everything he two. said it will get done last <laughs> week or so. We had the very controversial statement from the Metropolitan uh, Archbishop of the Anglican Diocese, uh, Reverend uh, uh, Smith, I think, so when, when, he, was, when he did the yes, service at the se- house and said critics are naysayers. Oh, seriously, yes, and that it will get done either way. Wow. And then we've had now uh, Okujota Blackwell's uh, questions. P. P. Soutong.
4: Soutong, who raised questions about some of the funding that had come up. Uh, he originally raised some issues. He, yes. he even said on air some time ago that there was a lawsuit against us. He, he said that there were there were... In fact, he revealed initially in an interview that Contrary to assurances that state money will not be spent, the finance minister had made certain payments. You remember yes, that? Yes. This was around, I don't know, June, yes. July. Yep. To the National Cathedral, yes. for which then they had to come and then explain, explain why. Explain why. And then there was this sort of change of mind that, oh, we didn't say we would not fund it. Mm-hmm. But there was, it was very clear that I said we yeah. won't fund it with state money. Yeah. So that's what Ablakwa brought us to. What has he brought now again? Yeah. What has to Ablakwa brought again?
8: Well, um, he raised questions about an entity... That was paid uh, money from the coffers of the National Cathedral. This JNS entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went for further and better particulars on the matter. Their mm-hmm. certificate of incorporation and whatnot, mm-hmm. and raised questions as to how come they were paid that money for what job. Mm-hmm. You know, did you pay a skills development center two point six million Ghana Cedis mm-hmm. on a project like the National Cathedral? Where did they fit in? Mm-hmm. In all of so this, so he then raised those questions. Yeah, he raised those questions. He also raised questions about uh, Reverend uh, Victor Kusibuating He's the founder of uh, the Power Chapel Worldwide. He's, mm-hmm. uh, members, he's listed as a member secretary mm-hmm. of the of the of, tra- the of the National Cathedral Trustees Board of Trustees. Board of Trustees, you know, and also questions about a second identity uh that seemed connected and he put out photos well, he put out passport a put out yes, photos he, he put out ten
0: numbers to show that this, this pastor has two is the identities. same person yes. who
4: uh owns this company this, yes that was given the money money yes so
8: yesterday mm-hmm. the national Uh, the trustees responded, the National Cathedral Mm -hmm. uh, responded through a secretariat, Dr. Polo Pukumensa, who's executive director of the secretariat, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sought to explain how this came about. The payment was made about because they needed money to pay uh, uh, the contractors and the money had delayed. So JNS lent them the money uh, on the 27th of August, I think. And then the JNS were paid back that money was an interest-free loan, according to the statement from the from Doctor Paulo Pukum. So the
4: National Cathedral project needed money. Yes, and the company owned by one of the trustees. Yes, loaned the National Cathedral money. Two point six million Ghana cities. And what kind of company is this? Um, according
8: to the reports out there, this is listed as a skills and development center. Oh, which
4: is why when you came on the news, review, you were shouting that the GRA, their company has a lot of money.
8: They have a lot of money. So oh, I hope they've been
4: paying taxes. I'm now getting uh-huh. you. I didn't know where you were
8: uh-huh. coming from. When so you were I hope that they been noise. paying taxes because if you can loan a whole entity like the National Cathedral, 2.6 million yeah. for as a skills and development center.
4: But let's hold know. on. Is the National Cathedral a private entity or a state-owned entity? There it's a
8: state-owned entity.
6: No, there are complexities around that. There are complexities around that. It is a state owned entity by reason of its registration and where it is ceded to. So, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, there's no doubt about it that it's a state. Yeah. I
4: use that to ask you if a state owned entity wants to take a loan, mm-hmm. is there a, a certain procedure they have to follow? Or it really depends. So, for example, can Bost go and take a loan? From Incorporated. Yes. The, or is there some arrangement?
6: Well, there are there is a procedures that you have to follow. Of course, I mean, you have to refer the matter to the board. The board would have to take a decision and approve the same. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, if if people are taking loans left, right and centre without the input of the board, yeah. then it creates problems. So those procedures must necessarily be followed. They must sanction it. Authorize, they must understand the purpose of yeah. that. I'm asking
4: this on the basis of um, treating state agencies and their debts as national debt okay. where finance ministers have tried to disengage from yeah. that so mm-hmm. if GMPC owes tallow mm-hmm. it may not necessarily be part of the national debt stock mm-hmm. so and if they want to borrow some money they don't have to necessarily come to parliament I'm just using that whole arrangement so if a national cathedral wants to take a loan do we know whether they have to go through any procedure now number, number two can they take a loan from a board member Quote unquote, because now you're saying he's a member of the board of trustees. Mm -hmm. So, if a a, a government, I don't want to call it a government agency because that's a technical term, Mm -hmm. if an entity with state interest Mm -hmm. wants to take a loan, what procedure must they go through and can they take a loan legitimately from a member of Mm -hmm. their board? Mm -hmm. And if they can, what conditions must be satisfied for that loan to be validly taken and paid back? Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know if there's any law or you've gone to law school now to help so, me to I appreciate mean, all those things.
6: Uh, so, so you're bordering seriously on matters having to do with conflict of interest. Um, the, the general position of the law is that yeah, a person should not, in Ghana, mm-hmm. put himself in a situation that puts himself mm-hmm. at conflict with his interest on a matter. Okay. you understand? Mm-hmm. In other words, you should not put yourself in a conflict of interest situation, so that you are taking a decision. Your interest must align. Yeah, that's right. They must not be conflicted. Exactly. Mm-hmm. In this particular case, we are told that the gentleman, you know, is supposed to be a member of the board.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: Now, how the law absolves you of responsibility or blame mm-hmm. is where you declare the interest. Oh, ahead of to, time. Yeah, that's right. To say that
4: I'm a member of effect- the so they can say I'm a member of the board of Bank of Ghana, uh-huh. but I have a savings and loan company. Exactly. So they know that. This savings and loan company is there. Exactly. If you me on the board, uh-huh. I declared it.
6: Uh-huh. So, so my decision
4: to de- to agree to NPC is not because I'm thinking about my savings and loan company.
6: Uh-huh. So so okay. on this particular matter, mm-hmm. when the matter came up as to a loan to be given, mm-hmm. the question is whether at that meeting, if there was one, mm-hmm. he declared that okay, this company is mine or I have an interest in it, and whether it was. The, the the board thought that it was okay uh, that uh, I should still proceed to deal with this matter good. sometimes what the law requires you to do is to recuse yourself mm-hmm. from the particular decision that affects your interest or which puts your interest at odds with you know the decision being taken okay. so the re- the mp's decision to go
4: to shire mm-hmm. is on the basis of a conflict of interest that he put if supposes okay. Exactly. I'll come back to that. It's eight o'clock. Let me bring you into what is trending. <laughs> That's a long. This is
8: trending number one. Long winded. Long <laughs>
4: winded. We of getting to back <laughs> to where we're supposed to go to. But the, the Vodafone One Ghana promo is here. We just One Ghana City, you can have twenty minutes talk time to all other networks and one gig of data every day between five a.m. and eleven fifty-nine a.m. Simply dial star five three zero hash subscribe and enjoy longer conversations and browsing now this Vodafone one Ghana promo is the best value offer in town easy on your pocket save big when subscribing to the one Ghana promo daily Vodafone further together and it's the season to stay connected reactivate your car bank account this holiday season and get more value get free access to our short code service star 771 hash Carnet net and car bank app when you reactivate your car bank account between now and January I believe we are still in January on top of your account. Visit any car branch to uh, get free access to any of our digital solutions or call us toll-free 0800-500-500 or contact us via email at customercare at carbank.net Carbank forward together. All right, so Daniel Cranting is here to tell us what else is trending. (laughs) the girlfriend knows what's trending already.
0: Yeah, it's true. go is right. is right. Uh, it's trending alongside Kusibwa Trending alongside... The so nation. the is the
4: second name of the Kusibwa Yes. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, or the other name.
0: Or the other name. Mm. A. A. So, um, yeah. When I go, Sky will finish up. <laughs> 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 Vodafone, <laughs> Vodafone Ghana is also trending. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, the news measure. the yes, NC has reached an agreement to transfer. Uh-huh. yeah 70% majority shares um, to TeleCell Group. So it looks like Vodafone is going to be yeah. sold. Yeah. Um, we'll tell you about,
4: about Telly later. People are asking. We'll, we'll spend some time discussing the telecom sector. Not today, but definitely in the coming days.
0: Yeah, so CTCBS has got to mm-hmm. um, cover <coughs> it. Kotoko is also trending. Uh, yesterday, they played a Ghana Premier League game against BBNE Gold Stars. Mm-hmm. And there was a penalty awarded against Kotoko. It's a very a funny penalty that was awarded. Oh, God. Yeah. The ball hits the hand of the BBNE Gold Stars attacker. And the ref pointed to the spot. So it looks like now when you touch the, <laughs> ball, <laughs> the box, it's an advantage to you. You touch, you are going to score, you touch the ball, it gives you, you a penalty. You a penalty, <laughs> then we be being equalized. And that was it. So <laughs> <laughs> the game ended 1-1 because of fans are not too <laughs> happy about the incident. Um Sheldon is also in the trends. Could uh, you, Sheldon is in the trends? But I i talking about Sheldon Cooper. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Drink man theory.
0: So it's trending because he and Shata are going at it. Oh, yeah. Then Shatawali. <laughs> Shatawali released a, this song. What? Uh, but you see, the, song, early the, the song is nice. Oh. Mm. Shatta uh, has wasted a good melody and good beat.
4: On, on a, this song.
0: Ah, it's too no, nice for something else. Oh. Shatawali. Pa. And he woke up in the morning and he just did the song. Just like that. Mm. This guy. Pa. In tech news. And a macbook pro mm-hmm. it may be getting a touch screen now um, even apple has been against the idea of it touch should we, screen should be
4: bringing these things to show us when you are talking about them ah. take a certain media must be
0: demonstrated not explained not. Fafo, when god blesses ah. you, you will see action everyday you can't tell us macbook pro this one this but one see, what I see is me I'm tapping into the blade. Uh, t- okay <laughs> <laughs> And you see, I come with specific taking I don't come with things I will not benefit. Okay, I, I hear <laughs> like, like, I'm tapping into the blessing. But okay, I can tell you that Elon Musk has bought me. I'm tapping into the, the tap. blessing. Okay, me too. I tap. Yes, so if I if, tap, he if, if, like, you know,
4: like, <laughs> was what to let you prosper, Janka, oh my <laughs> one tap is to be rich. I tap into the analogy.
3: This is The City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise.
4: Nine minutes past eight, City Breakfast Show, seventeen January. Don't forget, the Effective Living Series continues this morning. We're focused on your uh, professional priorities. Michael O'Hinny is my guest for the show. It's at nine o'clock. Now, imagine the things you can do with an extra 50 CDs. You can now chop at your favorite restaurant on us. Zip is giving you a 50 CD cash bonus to all first-time money gram-to-wallet receivers. Ask any of the more than 4,000 agents nationwide. Dow Star 270 has to register now. Chop Maker Chop is the whole story. <laughs> Charlie, I like the ZPT, you know. Chomp make a chomp. <laughs> 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 now, nah, this year's Enterprise Motor Insurance Promo DS. And you're different. <laughs> <It's> different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Simply buy or renew motor insurance with Enterprise and win instant gifts such as fewer coupons, branded gift items, and qualify for the monthly raffle draws with amazing rewards. What's more, when you buy your motor insurance from Enterprise, you stand a chance of winning an iPhone 14 washing machine, high-pressure car washer, vacuum cleaner, auto-tire inflator, and in the final month, a premium crotch rocket motorbike. Wait no more. Call your insurance broker, agent, or visit any enterprise branch for your motor insurance, get free fuel coupons, and be the possible winner of these amazing rewards in our monthly raffles between January to June. This room is regulated by the National Lottery Authority on the Caritas Lottery platform. Enterprise, your advantage. And in this day and age where rent charges are astronomical, cost of living, land for buildings are skyrocketing. Landlords are giving tenants a hard time. Ugo Flip is here to make the home ownership journey realistic, fun and more affordable than you imagine. We are a real estate gaming company that rewards houses as prizes in three easy steps. Log on to the platform ugoflip.com. Start with your phone number or email address. Buy as many tickets as possible. What makes Ugo Flip's win big game unique is that even if you don't win the ultimate prize, which is always a house, you go Flip will reward you with loyalty points equivalent to three dollars per ticket. Alright, so let's come back to the National Cathedral. You are explaining the the sort of the sequence of events and then Sky yes, was giving the loan. So the latest is that a board member or a trustee member gave a loan Mm-hmm. Okay, actually, Mr. Blanco discovered yes. that an amount had been paid to the person's entity. Yes. And then the secretary comes and says, no, it was a repayment yes. for a loan he had given, an interest-free mm-hmm. loan. Now, Sky is saying to us that because it's a public or state entity, you mm-hmm. must follow certain rules. So, for example, the public financial management law is mm-hmm. called P- P- is it PFM? Mm-hmm. P-F-M. PFM 2019. So, you can go in there to say, how do you manage the finances of an entity like that. Mm. Although you are saying that there's still some lack of clarity about the status of the National Cathedral. You yes. are not very sure. Um, is, is it quasi-state no, or state?
8: I think the, there was an advice from the Attorney General some time back mm-hmm. on dealing with this matter. You know, And so it was somehow registered as it's registered under the National Monuments and Museums Board, mm. which is why when they went to Parliament, the money for it was going through the Ministry of Tourism, if mm. you recall recently. Mm. The mm. money that was held up. But That doesn't
4: vitiate Sky's point that it's still state,
8: yeah, it is. is. But then I was saying the second part of it was that initially had also been registered as a private organization. Oh, yes, if you recall, in
4: the initial discussion, yes, in
8: the initial discussion had also been registered as a private organization. Mm. So,
4: and then that was when they came up as how using state funds funds to support this. I don't know whether that has been resolved. The
6: clarification is that it was registered as a company limited by guarantee. Do you understand? So, basically, I mean, it is not. A company, strictly speaking, in the sense of some private company, where somebody is, you know, the shareholder and owns all these, all these shares, or there are a number of subscribers to the company, and therefore the shares are distributed amongst them. You understand? So, mm-hmm. so, so more like... I
4: guarantee as against
6: limited by shares. Exactly. Do you understand? So mm-hmm. it is. It, it, we should look at it in yeah, that I mean. in, in that light. Well,
8: to make the point, let me just read the response mm-hmm. of the. Uh, National Cathedral. Mm-hmm. So, yesterday, January 16, mm-hmm. they issued a statement um, mm-hmm. following the National Cathedral and payment to JNS, which is where all this has come from. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to make my larger point mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. why, mm-hmm. on a personal level, I am not a fan of what is happening okay. and what has been said about this. Mm-hmm. Um, following the January 7 memo refutation of false claims made against the National Cathedral the attention of the National Cathedral Secretariat has been drawn to yet another false accusation. This time, and using information from the same documentation submitted by the Secretary to Parliament on December 15, 2022, the National Cathedral is said to have made illegal payments totaling 2.6 million Ghana cities to a company called JNS. Mm-hmm. Two, as a normal verification expected of a Member of Parliament would have revealed, this was not an illegal payment, but rather a refund of a short-term interest-free loan made by DNS to top up the payments to the contractors of the National Cathedral. This support was sought from a National Cathedral trustee member, Reverend Kusibuating, in a letter <clears throat> dated August 26, 2021, due to a delay in the receipt of funds to pay the contractors on time. Three, the 2.6 million Ghana cities mm-hmm. was paid from the DNS account to the National Cathedral account on August 27, 2021, following a request from Reverend Kusi to his bankers ADB. Four, the 2.6 million Ghana Cedis was refunded to Reverend Kusi and JNS by the National Cathedral on September six on September eight, 2021. Go, go, go back
4: two paragraphs. You were saying something about something that delayed. I just wanted to know.
8: Yes, yeah, says on uh, that point two. Mm-hmm. As a normal verification expected of a member of Parliament to have revealed, mm-hmm. this was not an illegal payment, but rather a refund of a short-term interest-free loan made by JNS to top up the payments to the contractors of the national cathedral this the
4: support top up, yes <clears throat> top up. the this, payments made to contractors
8: contractors this is in 2021 this support was sought from a national cathedral trustee member reverend Kusibuating, in a letter dated august 26 2021 due to a delay in the receipt of funds to pay the contractors on time
4: this support so the, the cathedral secretaries sought support from a member of their board yes. To advance money to be paid yes. to contractors as a top up as a top up and it was interest free yes so that when the money comes in from the state it's to be used to refund yes. him.
8: and they did that according to their response on september 8
4: 2021 it so says, what, what the mp saw was the payment back
8: back yes so uh, on point 5 it says this is not an illegal payment Six, as we have stressed consistently, project of this nature that significantly raises the issues of faith and national development will always have its discontents, malcontents, as well as those who would use lies and reckless populist statements to give the impression of wanting accountability. In our vibrant democracy, this is to be expected.
7: Mm. However,
8: we do expect that the basic values of verification, particularly by members of parliament, will be allowed. The mm. Board and Management of the National Cathedral remains focused and committed to the completion of the National Cathedral and will continue to do so with diligence, integrity, excellence and accountability. Signed by mm. Executive Director of National Cathedral of Ghana, Dr. Paul Opoku. All right, let's speak it's, to uh, lawyer
4: for the MP who has gone to the Commission on Human Rights and Administrative Justice, Shraj, with I believe a petition of some kind. Godwin mm-hmm. is on the line. Good morning, sir. Thanks for joining us. Good morning.
9: So, what...
4: Has your client advised you to to lead him to
9: do a charge? Okay, so thank you. Um, two things. one to invoke the jurisdiction of charge to investigate um, the allegation of conflict of interest against the secretary of the Board of Trustees in the person of Reverend Victor Kusi, also known as and the basis of this complaint is that if you look at the National Cathedral Document of Incorporation, Victor Cousy, Reverend, is named as the Secretary of the Board of Trustees. And that puts him in a position that you call like in a fiduciary position. Now, it has also turned out that documents submitted to Parliament by the Category of Secretariat under the heading Mobilization for Contractors, an amount of uh, 2.2 2.6 million Ghana cities. You will see the narration paid to a company by name, DNS, Company Limited. Now, further checks at the Registrar of Companies, reveal that there are three directors of this company. The other director is named, on the documents, Qabna Edu Now, if you pick the Kwabna Edu Genfi, on the face of it, you don't see any other thing. However, if you probe further, and you begin to go for the identity documents used for that incorporation, you will notice that the picture on the document bearing the name Khabna Edbujenfi is the same person as Reverend Victor Kusi. And so quite clearly, you have a situation where the secretaries were board happens to be the director of another company. And there's a certain self-dealing between this company and the said secretary to the Board of Trustees. Now, what is even more curious is that bank statements of this company called GNS reveal something interesting. An amount of three point five million was paid to this GNS company by the controller and accountant general. We do know that the controller and accountant general disburses public funds without more. Question what work did this GNS company do to the Republic of Ghana to merit the payment of three point five million? And if you look at the bank statement and narration, you will notice, curiously, that it was basically no payment, almost zero balance for GNS, until they received that $3.5 million, and then they wired 2.6 out of that amount of money to the national cathedral, and then a subsequent payment back to them. It is this that... My client, the Honorable Samuel Okudeto Ablakwa, is that consistent with Article 40 of the 1992 Constitution and Article 218 of the Constitution, all right. 40 requires that mm-hmm. all Ghanaian citizens prevent the misuse of public funds. 218 requires Strat to investigate. Now, the point is that the investigative powers of Strat allows it to go beyond It's more inquisitorial. So they are able to do proper investigation by going beyond what ordinarily you see. And that is what has informed the petition to charge.
4: Okay, let's just get this clear. You're saying that a payment of 3.5 was made to JNS account from controller before JNS then transferred 2.6 to National Cathedral.
9: Fantastic. So in your
4: sequence, a payment was made from the state to the two. private company before the private company paid back. That's what what that's exactly. what your sequence is saying.
9: That is
4: so. Because I have in front of me a press release from the Cathedral Secretariat dated January 16th. In fact, in
9: fact, that press release is in further...
4: No, no, no. You, me. You, l- l- let, me, let me ask the okay. question. Just relax. <laughs> now, paragraph three of that press release... Uh, okay, let me start for paragraph two. Just give me two seconds. As a normal verification expected of a member of parliament would have revealed, this was not an illegal payment, but rather a refund of a short-term interest-free loan made by JNS to top up the payment to the contractors of the National Cathedral. This support was sought from a National Cathedral trustee member, Reverend Kusi Boating, in a letter dated August 26, 2021, due to a delay in the receipt of funds to pay the contractors on time then they see an attached, they attach something below. Paragraph 3, the $2.6 million was paid from the JNS account to the National Cathedral account on August 27, 2021, following a request from Reverend Kusibuating to his bankers ADB. Then it says in paragraph 4, the two point six was refunded to Reverend Kusibuating and JNS by the National Cathedral on September 8, 2021. So we have three dates, August 26, August 27, and then we have September 8th. Now, let me go back to what you said and if you can clarify. How do this sit with what your client is asking you to present to Shraj?
9: Okay, so you notice that the $3.5 payments payment to JNS preceded all this. Bernard? Hello, Bernard? I'm listening, now. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, so this is the sequence. So, controller had paid GNS $3.5 million, right? Earlier before the 26th, 27th so-called transaction, so-called loan transaction, interest-free loan transaction between GNS and the National Cathedral Secretariat. In fact, In fact, um, I'm trying to pull the bank statement of the GNS to give you more specific... Yeah, that, that, will, that will
4: help us to ascertain the timelines, because I think that's yeah. a very key part of the... Oh, yeah,
9: yeah, 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 yeah. The, the timeline is key. I'm just
4: trying to pull it out. Um, yeah. Just uh, really. Good. So we, uh, we have 26th as the letter for the uh, request. We have 27th as the payment from JNS to National Cathedral. And then we have
9: okay. so, September 8th so
4: as a day it was refunded. Bernard,
9: yes. Bernard. So on 23rd August, GNS had a credit amount of 3.5 million paid into the account. When did they do the transfer to National Cathedral Secretariat?
4: We are told that this was done, um, 27th August.
9: So you see the timeline. So the payment from controller to GNS preceded all these transactions.
4: So, but do we know if any other work had been done earlier? Of course, from the press statement so, that was sent out.
9: If, if 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 you look, if you look, the balance of GNS. Hello,
4: you I'm missing.
9: Yeah. Yes, the balance of GNS as of twenty-six. February 2021 was zero. Yeah. Then suddenly, suddenly on 23rd August 2021, amount 3.5, yes. 3.5 was paid into the account. Then on 26th, because I have the bank statement here.
4: Yeah.
9: Then on 26th, sorry, 27th, sorry, they did. The transfer of 2.6 million to the National Cathedral Secretary. I mean, fair, look at it. So, your, your
4: client is trying to find out how come the 3.5 was paid. And,
9: and, and, and you see, Bernard, again, sorry, if you read the narrative, it says transfer of an order with a code name COD and then it proceeds. And everybody knows that's the controller narrative.
4: Yes so your your client is trying to find out why 3.5 million was paid into this account exactly. and then the 2.5 uh, 2.6 from, paid from, back was after 3.5 3.5 the 3.5 was paid
9: from the state the one that disburses public funds controller key so first of all, that 3.5 million is traceable to public funds. So
4: you are you are so it means you are looking for a number of things you want first to establish tries to establish a conflict of interest or not in the yeah. fa- in the in the, in the sense of the fact that a board of trustees member of the NASA cathedral is also director of a company that had a financial transaction with yes. it now are you also roping in controller to explain why they made a 3.5 payment yes, so, you know, or have you found any any reason why the payment was made
9: So on on the petition, you notice that controller appears as the fourth respondent.
7: Mm.
9: As the fourth respondent. They should come and explain the basis on which three point five million of public funds were transferred to GNS. We are keeping a lot of things to ourselves.
4: So those are the okay. two. So those are the two things you are asking for: the conflict of interest and then the circumstances for the payment. Is that all, or are you making other reliefs?
9: No, there are other reliefs um, that uh, we are taking more specifically for further investigation into uh, payments that have been made by the documents available to my clients, among other things. But the key one relates to. The uh the two point six million payment from the the the, the company by the name JNS to National Cathedral and further transfer to the same company. Okay, we want to know. Yeah, you you, you, you did
4: say that there was a photo of uh, a person on the registration for the JNS, which was the same photo of the Reverend. Are you also try? Are you interested in? some investigation into whether he actually is the same person. Yeah,
9: so, 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 so we have attached all those documents to the petition. We want to know, because some of them bothers, quote-unquote, on what you may say criminality, and Shrach may not have the jurisdiction to do that, because this is a very technical petition strict on what Shrach can do. And if you look at the mandate of Shrach, is to investigate allegations of conflict of interest the allegations of abuse of office. We initially had a challenge that related to the fact that the National Cathedral Project is not one of the things that you can, cons- you know, call um, public officer strictly speaking, because it is a company um, uh, incorporated under the uh, the, you know, the Companies Act. But what we found curious is that. The Supreme Court had already decided that when it comes to Shrach powers, it matters not whether you are public or private. In the matter of the Republic versus High Court, S-Party where the Supreme Court made it clear that consistent with Shrach powers to fight against corruption, abuse of office, conflict of interest, it is possible that a public officer can collude with a private individual. And so to limit the jurisdiction of SRAG to only public officers would invariably undermine its investigative powers. So, SRAG ultimately has the power to extend its tentacles into within private dealing. And that is what is informing the engagement with um, uh, Reverend Victor Cousin. So, he comes across as the fit respondent. Mm. As far as yeah, that's said.
4: finally by way of the. That, but from the way Shraj works, do they invite... Is it like an adversarial legal process? How do they work? Do, do they invite... So
9: it's, 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 okay. it's, it's principally um, inquisitorial, And that is why the preference for Shraj investigative powers. Because okay. unlike the court system, which is principally adversarial, you must go and look for your evidence and come and present it before Shraj. Okay? That's is, is, is the case relative to the court system. But in the case of SRAD, Bernard, you notice that because they have the power to investigate, they are put in the position of, say, a police officer who will not take just your words, but will go beyond possibly the veil, to uncover the materials that requires to do a fair and impartial, you know, findings of right. facts. Thank you. Thank
4: you very much, Godwin Edwidge Tamaklo. He is the a lawyer for MP for Sautong, Samuel Kuitatoua Blakwa, who has uh, petitioned Shraj to investigate circumstances under which a member of the National Cathedral Trustees was paid an amount of money, which the cathedral is, is saying was a refund. But there are quite a number of questions still there. So Shraj, we are told, would investigate. And Sky, according to Mr Tamaklo, this is inquisitorial.
6: Yeah, yes. not adversarial. Yeah, strategy's mandate basically is to look into matters like this and mm-hmm. come up with a report. The mm-hmm. reports, though, um, have consequences when they are you know, released. Mm-hmm. What they will do is naturally, um, after looking at the matter, preliminary investigations will be done. And uh, when they have reason to believe that there are serious matters at stake, they will invite mm-hmm. um, the, the, <coughs> the gentleman who is accused and a copy of the petition will be forwarded to him For him to comment on the same So
4: it doesn't look like a long process It will, be, it will not be as long oh, as yeah, the yeah. So they were engaged, It's much faster
6: Yeah, that's right, they engage the two of them uh, where necessary, fair hearing would have to be guaranteed So mm-hmm. that they would ask him questions To explain you know, some of the matters coming will up Would they make it public? Oh, yes, I mean, short sittings are generally public Unless, of course, the commission determines okay. otherwise Okay.
4: So Mr. Joseph Wittal and your team Over to you 833, let me take you into your money brought to you by cbg we stand with you all right so this morning i'll give you the tip this one on my way to work i was thinking about money <laughs> not? you know true. why i was thinking about money
7: <laughs> so i was speaking
4: to somebody and I the person and the person was asking me oh what's up what's happening and i was like oh i'm driving to a certain area and this is where the rich people live and the person said ah, but you're also rich <laughs> I said, oh, i'm not rich it. Said, no no i'm coming. the person said no no but you are you are rich rich is not just money uh-huh. okay so it set me thinking so when i was driving around the same area today i said to myself wealth is not a money word uh-huh. and i'll explain it see money is a means to an end so if i give you a million dollars you can buy a house uh-huh. you can buy a number of cars you can pay for somebody's school fees. Uh-huh. You can build a hospital. Yeah. So the purpose of the $1 million is not the $1 million. It is what it can do. Mm-hmm. Good. So my tip this morning is don't focus on the means. Focus on the end. And I'll give you three ends, three good ends. Health is a, an important end. Mm-hmm. So now money can buy you health. It can buy you treatment, but it can't buy you health. So first point, don't construe whether you are rich or poor on the basis of whether you have money. But look at whether the ends that money gets you have it. There are people who have health, but they don't have money. Mm -hmm. Number two, quality relationships. You can have a quality relationship. Somebody has money and they want to buy love. They can't buy it. Mm -hmm. So there are many things money can't buy. So focus on money as a means. Now, if you do that, you will not hoard money. Mm -hmm. You will use money to create experiences for people. So it it was an interesting thought I had this morning. So money is a means to an end. So, if you have the ends, mm-hmm. I mean, we have people in the village. Yep. They eat normal food. They don't go. They don't get sick. They have good relationships. They are healthy. They are happy. They are people in cities who are running after a lot of things, pollution, bad sleep. They have a lot of money in their bank account, but they don't have the end that yep. money gives. So. I think this mm-hmm. advice, you agree with me. I agree with you. <laughs> that okay. is your money for yeah, the week. Perfect. So money is a means and not an end. Mm-hmm. Don't focus on money as an end. If you do that, you become greedy. If money is a means, then you can use it to improve people's lives.
3: This is The City Breakfast Show. What? The city's biggest conversation. Yes, no
1: to with the devil. I'm we go go kingdom. Satan Company, they must Satan Company, they must i go in a Babylon kingdom. we go pick them, them bread. We natural in a Babylon kingdom. We could make them great Why well, Satan company? They must sniper all of them. Satan company. They must sniper. What them do? They rob and they cheat.
4: Satan company. They must sniper. Eight thirty eight. Satan keeper comes. <laughs> you 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 been saying yes. You Oh,
8: happily.
4: <laughs> you are susoponis. Oh, happily.
8: happily. Yes. The, president, the president said there are Sambalats and Tobias's Charlie,
4: in this wow. equation. What an analogy. And I happily took it upon myself. That you are, you are, you want to I be Sambalat. No, Sambalat was, you know, it was a good... I know my Bible very well. It was a good cause that uh, Sambalat and Tobias were opposing. Were opposing, yes. You know, and I don't know. But that's what I'm saying with regard to his analogy uh, you accept it i accept it Ayish, you are mm-hmm. yes <laughs> Do you know sambalas <laughs> and tobias yes. i was in church one day and the pastor came to preach he said sambalas and tobias sabala and tomatoes <laughs> 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 sesambalas so and tobias is it yeah that are, is it when you are doing something good sabala and tomatoes will appear <laughs> yeah. kind of spoil yeah. it for you
8: sambalas <laughs> sambalas and tobias and, and my, my my opposition to it is well yeah, exactly. grounded uh-huh. you know, and Recent documents that I have come across mm-hmm. support this. And I know a lot of people who, who have spoken about this National Cathedral thing mm-hmm. and why they disagree with it and mm-hmm. why there is significant concern that some of the eminent personalities mm-hmm. or most of the eminent personalities who are attached to this project do not seem bothered by the litany of controversies. No if you look at the reputations of the personalities Charlie? on the board, Charlie? the things they have done, Charlie? what they have stood for Are they <laughs> in, in their lives,
9: well, well, most, of can, the,
8: most of the things uh, that have happened in the name mm-hmm. of the National Cathedral, most of these people should have resigned a
6: long time ago. Well, I can tell you that some have resigned. And, and I have
3: no,
8: some documents.
6: have attempted to resign well, or have tried to resign or resign. No, when you resign, you resign. Nobody, the law. That you can't means, be forced to work against you, your will. Yeah, that's right.
4: Yeah, let
5: me,
8: a, let me, can can me. So
4: if I resign, just for sake of argument, from a state agency, mm-hmm.
6: why does the president have to accept my resignation? Well, it's just a mere formality because sure. the law is that you cannot compel an employee to work for an employer, and the same way you cannot compel. Compel an employer, but to if a president to appoints engage you onto a, a a board, yes, and you resign,
4: mm-hmm. he, if he says you are accepted, means you are still appointed. No, no, no I mean, he, so he, it's in, the, the, the power is yours. Yeah, it's okay. okay. a liberty to resign. Okay, so so let's let's come, let's, let's come back to you.
8: Yes, so, yes, you know, and some of the reasons that we have spoken about
7: mm-hmm.
8: are things that apparently some people within the board of trustees that have raised. Thinking, yeah, what yeah. issues? The issues about cost, cost of the, the issues about lack of good governance. About basically, uh,
4: the governance.
8: No, the, the, there are minute. questions that would make oh, it yeah. look like mm-hmm. the trustees are actually just figureheads ah, without so. any proper authority mm. over the national cathedral. And mm. what happens with it? You see, so are you, you are read? saying
4: some former members or yes. some present members I,
8: I'm just going to provide some information later on we can get to that. Okay. If you look at I'm going to read excerpts of a document for you. Right. What's the document? This is uh, a, a document dated 22nd June 2022 mm. Last year. Mm. Yes. <clears throat> From the, written on the letterhead of the Ghana Charismatic Bishops Conference that okay. I have intercepted Okay, these days I'm using that.
6: You have not intercepted it, it has come into your
8: possession.
4: Okay, whichever way, because uh, uh, interception
8: come into my possession. Yeah, 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 that's uh, right. You are the lawyer, <laughs> I will go with you. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And for for instance, and who is the document coming from? I'll, when i done, I'll review who it is. Yeah. So let me finish what I'm doing. Okay, mm-hmm. this person expresses grave concerns. For instance, about... And this was a document
4: written to the board. Written to the board. Of trustees. That's not Okay. This person,
8: for instance, raises questions about the role and responsibilities of the executive council and the board of trustees. Let me read for you what he says. He says, I do recall that Mm -hmm. I spoke about the need for an executive council in my third letter. Mm -hmm. In the same way that a bank... Mm -hmm. has an executive management which takes decisions concerning its major financial decisions. Mm -hmm. It is important for us to have an executive council which is responsible for the huge expenditure Mm -hmm. of the National Cathedral project. Mm -hmm. This executive council of the National Cathedral must be distinctively different from the board of trustees of Mm -hmm. the National Cathedral. Mm -hmm. The board of trustees must be a non-executive group of directors who hold the vision of the president in trust Mm -hmm. and who will fight to unite ...involve and mobilise the church to support the National Cathedral... ...it is important that these two institutional bodies exist... ...but are separate and distinct in their functions and responsibilities. When the role and responsibilities of the Board of Trustees is clear... ...it will enable all of us to function expertly and excellently in defence of this project. As things stand today... ...we cannot explain many of the questions that are being asked in the press. Mm. Indeed, the National Cathedral is in danger of being used as a tool for political fights... Between the political forces in the nation, I do not think any members of the Board of Trustees would like to find themselves caught in the crossfire between our political parties. Then he talks about the formation of an executive council for the National Cathedral. This is very informative, Mm -hmm. Bernard. Listen to this. I suggest that an executive council be formed made up of government appointees and church-nominated appointees. Mm -hmm. This executive council will function as the executive directors and will ultimately be responsible to answer for the finance, Mm -hmm. the expenditure, and the money is paid out on behalf of the National Cathedral Project. Mm-hmm. As it stands today, I cannot say, as I said in my earlier letters, mm-hmm. that I am aware of or responsible in any way for the huge amount of money that have been paid out for the National Cathedral Project. I am aware, I am unaware of the details, intentions, and rationales of the monies that have been paid out to consultants, to contractors, to fund international trips, for national international fundraising programs, for musicians and singers and other things. Mm -hmm. I believe most trustees cannot explain the technical details and rationale surrounding all these payments, which are now the subject of public scrutiny. Mm -hmm. It must be noted that we, as trustees... Did not appoint the world class architect, architect mm. nor did we come up with the cathedral project costing three hundred and fifty million dollars. I believe such costs would be determined by a county surveyor,
7: mm-hmm. and
8: we have not had any interactions mm. with the county surveyor. Mm. The church in Ghana does not have such resources, mm. and the church leaders who are trustees know this. Mm. It mm. talks about the formation of a governmental council for the national cathedral. Okay. A purely governmental council for the National Cathedral will also be helpful. As of now, it is clear that the government is actually taking huge decisions concerning the cathedral and not the trustees. Hmm. It will be good for us going forward to have a governmental council whose identity can be known to all and who can answer questions on behalf of the government. Mm-hmm. It may be recalled that I asked Sir David Jai at a trustees meeting, whether he had received a contract from the government to build the National Cathedral. Mm-hmm. I asked him if he had received a contract in the same way that someone will receive a governmental contract to build a dam or a bridge. Mm-hmm. And he answered that indeed. <clears throat> he has such a contract with the government of Ghana. Okay. He said he had a contract to build the National Cathedral from the government. Okay. Clearly, this is not a contract from the trustees. Mm. We, the trustees, did not therefore give him any contract and will be unable to explain issues to do with the payment of monies to the cathedral. Mm-hmm. The trustees, therefore, cannot answer most questions mm-hmm. and it will be unfair to ask them to do so. Mm-hmm. A governmental council on the national cathedral is essential going forward.
4: So he proposes... A he proposes that. Executive council, different from the board. Yes. And now a governmental council which will then take responsibility for some of the decisions that you've just made. I have
8: three more points to make quickly Mm -hmm. then Sky can deal with other things. Mm -hmm. It talks about the expansion of the Board of Trustees and then the way forward. Let me Mm -hmm. deal with those two points. Mm -hmm. The Board of Trustees should be expanded to represent the whole Church of Ghana. Mm -hmm. As we speak, The Board of Trustees represents a segment of the church Mm. and therefore allows those who are not represented on this board to take sides Mm. against the National Mm -hmm. Cathedral Project. Mm. The representation of the Board of Trustees, when expanded and well thought through, will help to preserve the unity of the church and prevent sections of the church from accusing us of fighting against us. Mm. All segments of the church will feel honored when they are made members of the Board of Trustees and have a chance to engage with the president. Mm. Then he talks about the way forward. Mm. I suggest that the design of the National Cathedral be overhauled okay. to make it possible to build it under current circumstances. Mm-hmm. The design can be made to look almost exactly as has been presented by Sir David AJ and just as the president has approved. However, many design details can be modified to make this cathedral buildable and affordable. Mm. I would personally offer to engage and discuss with these consultants if my services are needed or wanted. This person sounds like a builder. Yes. Review of the cost of the National Cathedral. Mm-hmm. The cost of the National Cathedral of the National Cathedral project should be completely overhauled. Mm. Yeah. Instead of building a three hundred and fifty million dollar church, well yes. Oh so that was it. Yes. I suggest that the cathedral should be built at a fraction of this cost. You will recall that I pointed out that many of the huge projects in Ghana, including Villaggio, Ecobank Headquarters, Jubilee House, Ministry of Defense, Airport Terminal 3, National Theatre, 1 Airport Square, and have been built at a fraction of the amount we are quoting for the cathedral. Take your time.
4: He said, I pointed out that many of the huge projects in Ghana, mm-hmm. including Villaggio, Ecobank Headquarters, Jubilee House, Ministry of Defense, Airport Terminal 3, these are new airports. Yes. Mm-hmm. And National Theatre. One Airport Square, Square and cramo Were all built at a fraction Of the amount being quoted for the, the cathedral.
8: cathedral Yeah. From my experience in building wow. We can still build the cathedral At a fraction of the cost mm-hmm. The cost of $350 million For the national cathedral in my estimation Is unattainable by the church Amibesica. Indeed Our executive director has told us We are expected to raise only 3% Of the money We must ask this executive director questions Bernard. Mm. If that is the case it places a burden on the government To come up with a very large amount of money hmm. When we are not supposed to build this with government money
4: Maybe there has to be donors
8: It is possible And it, is, it apparently happens
4: mm-hmm. So 3% church
8: Because at later on we will discover that An idea was mooted to go and collect a loan To build the cathedral Forgive It is possible for the <laughs> national cathedral to get a loan yeah. But I do not know who is going to approve of such a loan
7: Yeah
8: or guarantee such a loan
4: in the midst of the current world financial crisis, especially when the cathedral is a tourism facility yes. that will supposedly <laughs> yeah, yeah. attract tourism dollars to pay Man. for it over which payback period Quickly, let me wrap this up for so end up with the, yes, the fundraising mm.
8: The fact that the church cannot mm. raise such an amount as shown by the results of our fundraising efforts so far. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the government may not be in a position to guarantee such a loan Mm. means that we have to think of another way to fund the building of the National Cathedral. Mm. I do believe that the fundraising methods we have attempted have not yielded much. Mm. Indeed, some of the programs we have held have cost more than the monies we have raised from (laughs) them. Charlie, this is absolutely... (laughs) I suggest another... Let me repeat that line. I like it. Mm. Indeed. Some of the programs we have held have cost more than the monies we have raised from them. I suggest another form of fundraising where we will be guaranteed more donations from denominations, churches, Mm -hmm. individuals, Mm -hmm. businessmen and corporate bodies. I will be happy to discuss this if the committee is interested in that. Mm -hmm. I am a firm believer in the President's vision. Mm -hmm. I believe that the public can see and it's questioning the fact that we have spent almost six years since the sword cutting of this project As well as over $30 million of public funds to excavate a massive pit in the center of the city
4: Ghana, the center of Africa I, you, do,
8: <laughs> I do believe that many of the questions that are being asked and held at the National Cathedral Project Are reasonable and legitimate questions by objective citizens who just want answers to their questions. The the Lord bless you, sir. The right response to some of the questions being asked Mm -hmm. would be for us to adjust our strategy Mm -hmm. so that we can build a national cathedral even in these difficult times. Mm -hmm. Continuing to pay contractors $40,000 a month Mm -hmm. as we wait to procure a huge loan. Mm -hmm. This hostile atmosphere sounds dicey to me. Wow! I do believe that almost six years down the line, we need to look at a different approach to achieve our goal of building God's house oh. in Ghana. Mm. I wish to conclude by saying that we can arise and shine mm. by building the house of God in spite of all the challenges and difficulties we are encountering. Mm. We can build the house of God in our time. Mm. Then we'll goes on to end with Isaiah 60, verses one and two. Wow! Thank you. Signed by
4: Doug Hayward Mills. Wow. Ghana
8: Charismatic Bishops Conference.
4: So he wrote this letter to the chairman of the Board of Trustees yes. in June.
7: Mm-hmm. You see essentially
4: questioning the approach, questioning the strategy, the, the the makeup of the organization, yeah. and imploring for a new way forward, saying yes. that let's change strategy, let's reduce the cost, let's get more accountability, let's mm-hmm. answer the citizens' questions. Uh-huh.
6: Now, this is basically suggesting that the the Board of Trustees is not exactly in charge. Directly involved. Exactly. So so this is June. Do you know if anything happened since? Well, we have it on authority that he has since attended in his letter of resignation. So, Um, sorry, the the thing you read was June. Yeah. Yes.
8: So in August, he resigned.
6: Oh. So in August, on the 14th of August 2022, he wrote a letter
8: mm.
6: um, to the uh, chairman of the Board of Trustees. And it is titled Resignation from the National Cathedral Board of Trustees. Mm. Um, the letter is uh, about, uh, what is actually six pages long. Um, but I will just pick out some of the highlights, uh, basically, mm. to make the point. And also to make the point that apparently he had written previously, repeatedly, mm-hmm. Making his concerns known. So, the, what, what Godfrey was on, was on the first. Yeah, that's right. It was just uh, the, the, the penultimate document he wrote to the mm. uh, chairman of the board. Wow. And paragraph one of his uh, letter of resignation says, I am a firm believer mm. in the president's vision to build a national cathedral for Ghana. Mm. I wholeheartedly support the president's ambition to build a cathedral for Ghana to the glory of our God mm. and have desired to freely contribute to the project in every way possible Mm -hmm. i put my thoughts ideas suggestions questions and comments in writing for discussions at our meetings so that they could be addressed in an organized fashion further Mm -hmm. it is out of respect to the board of trustees that i have spent several long hours to write and address the chairman and other honorable members of the board of trustees in a thoughtful and coordinated faction, mm. thank you for the audience to address my last letter written to the Board of Trustees dated the 22nd of June 2022. Respectfully, there are matters arising from our conversation at the meeting of the Board of Trustees on the 8th of August 2022. Mm. He proceeds to say, Our meeting on the 8th of August 2022 20, uh, did not address satisfactorily. The issues I put forward in my letter to the Board of Trustees dated the 22nd day of June, two thousand, The letter I go for just, right? Exactly. I do feel that the treatment of the issues I have raised in my several letters have been unfortunate. Uh, My letters have been ignored in the past, not attended to for years, and at best addressed flippantly.
7: Hmm.
6: You may recall, I have spoken passionately and written extensively about the cost, the design, Mm -hmm. the location, the funding, the mobilisation of the churches, Mm -hmm. and the role of the trustees. Mm -hmm. These, if heeded too, would have made our project more achievable. Generally speaking, my inputs, my opinions, and my letters have been trivialised and set aside.
9: He goes on to say,
6: As per the president's verbal appointment of myself at the beginning of this project, I was named as one of the board of trustees and have approached our work on the board of trustees as diligently as I can. In recent revelations at a board meeting, I learned to my surprise that I am not duly so registered as a director of the company of the National Cathedral of Ghana, a company limited by guarantee. Instead, some other people whom I have never met are real trustees of these esteemed board. I do not believe this is an oversight, but a deliberate exclusion from the board. Hmm. Six years is a long time to correct this failure to register me if it was indeed an administrative lapse. Hmm. It goes on to say that I have therefore accepted for some time now that I am not a trustee of the National Cathedral, Hmm. but I have still sought to help the cathedral... Because I believe in the present vision Hmm. and I do not have to be a legally registered trustee to do so. I Hmm. refer to myself in this letter as a trustee because even though I am not privy to most of the weighty decisions of the board, I am referred to as such. The role of the state and the church in this project continues to be unclear. This lack of clarity is robbing our vision of the validity it needs. Over and over, I have asked that we address this appropriately and urgently because there are many dire implications to the trustees and the individuals involved in this project. Now, he goes on to say, um, to speak about some other things, but let me now take you to basically um, the meat of what he says, because... Uh, Guffer, Guffer touched on some of the key things that he raised and basically he, he cataloged those things again the concerns that he's raised about how the project is being handled how trustees are not being made to take decisions that government officials are taking decisions when they are supposed to be the, the, the board of trustees and how these things are undermining the integrity of the people who are supposed to be members of the board of trustees and many, many, many things. Mm. And then he comes on to paragraph uh, 12 of his Um, Letter to say that If I do not know all these things Godfrey mentioned them earlier Mm -hmm. And how they are being done Mm -hmm. I cannot claim to be a trustee Who is managing the business Of the National Cathedral Mm-hmm. At this point, I realize that I'm unable to function on this board okay. and wish to withdraw and resign from the Board oh, of Trustees. so he resigned. Exactly. I have waited for clear and unambiguous clarifications and responses on the different issues, hmm. including the rules, the responsibilities, and the liabilities of us, the trustees, the government, and all other unknown and invisible stakeholders. All I have received is a condescending and disdainful response for or to my letters please. in the last few paragraphs he says my support for the construction of the national cathedral of for ghana is unflinching Hmm. i have desired and supported this project ardently from the beginning no one including members on the board of trustees can ascribe to me the posture of one who is an outsider or Mm -hmm. one who has not and does not support this vision Mm. It is unfortunate, he says That my letters over the last six years of this project Seem mm. to be more of an aggravating annoyance oh, Than some help to it's the building of the b- oh, Charlie! <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I cannot continue to function on a committee If my input Charlie. is perceived as opposition to the cause I am truly sorry to have come across Charlie. as a stranger an outsider and a troublemaker. Who is this copied to? <laughs> it's copied to the Executive Director of the National Cathedral Secretariat, Archbishop Charles Palmer Backel, mm-hmm. Most Reverend Justice Ophir Akrofi, mm-hmm. Right Reverend Professor Emmanuel Marty, mm-hmm. and Most Reverend T.K. our tribe, right? There's also more. Yeah, and it goes on to say, Reverend Professor Sefas uh, Amenu, Omenu, 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 Omenu right? Archbishop, do, do, <laughs> Archbishop, Duncan Williams, mm. Reverend Eastwood Anaba, Reverend Doctor Joyce i.e., Reverend Doctor Frimpon Manso, Charlie. Reverend Victor Kusi Boating, His Excellency the President of the Republic of Ghana, His Excellency the Vice President of the Republic of Ghana, and Mr Ken of the These are the members of the the, the spiritual yeah. governance of the <laughs> okay. <Yeah, and> <laughs> comment you. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> sacrosanct Stick <laughs> members. So read you know, so address it to the
4: executive secretary yeah, and now. then copy to the director of the cathedral, mm-hmm. secretary that's the, the gentleman we spoke yes. about. Mm-hmm. And then Bamabakal Akuf. So this everybody. And you know...
3: He and when
6: p- was it dated? This on, August. Uh, August 14th. So he left, he, he resigned. Yes. Yeah, he resigned. Um, it's, it's important that he says... Uh, let me read the last three paragraphs. The last three if, 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 yes. if I may. To nail the point. Exactly. For me, mm-hmm. it will be a great tragedy... If we are not able to accomplish this vision of the president Mm. by 2024, Mm. it would have been a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that we would have made to slip away over an eight-year period. I would like to state clearly that if in the future there is more clarity to my role and function in the building of the National Cathedral, I remain open, available, and willing to serve at the pleasure of the president and the nation, Regardless of your response to my resignation and inputs, I remain a supporter of the National Cathedral Project and will endeavor to be present to rejoice with the nation when this project is completed. This is a very important paragraph I'm reading. Mm. I ask that the Board of Trustees keep my resignation a confidential matter oh. in not leaking it to the media oh, because I do not wish the media or the general public to construe my withdrawal as a sign of a lack of support or belief in the building of the national category. So are you reading? This could not be further from the truth. I shall inform the President myself of the matters arising And of my decision to resign because I believe it is now appropriate for me to do so. My prayer is that this committee will reflect deeply on my input over the last few years and recognize my inability to function Mm -hmm. and continue to serve while these issues mentioned remain obfuscated. Mm -hmm. I also hope the committee would realize how difficult it has been to come to this decision, considering my respect for the members of this committee, my Mm. passion for this project, Mm. and my personal relationship with the president. Mm. Thank you in advance for your understanding.
4: Uh, Oh, said, don't
6: leak that thing. (laughs) Okay, so let's separate the issues. Okay. It was his wish that the committee would not leak it. Okay. But that doesn't prevent a citizen of Ghana from getting it. it, Getting a copy of it, and making his views no. known to the public. But he was, the he public. was
4: afraid that it will be construed exactly. wrongly. So yeah. I think it's our responsibility no, to construe it properly. Yeah, but, but, so his point but, is that if it is leaked, mm-hmm. it will be construed as he not supporting the public. Yeah, but uh,
6: because we've been able to give you that the, content, the background. Uh, the so, background. So it's
4: very clear that we've done that. Just, uh, exactly.
6: Just
8: to sum up, the time is mm. almost as far spent on this matter. Mm. You now understand where I have. I've come from on this. Yes, I do. You see, because in all good conscience, Charlie, Bernard, hmm. Hmm. the lack of transparency, Charlie, accountability. Charlie. accountability, Charlie, they are just every other week, maybe something if, if, comes if, if, up if around just, this building.
4: Just dissolve the whole thing. Yeah, no, but, but it, the and thing then, is this. The thing is this. Well, they're already cost incurred. They've incurred cost. So they should do it according to this proposal. I'll do it small. My con- for Bernard, for is me, my
8: that concern. Also, remember, <laughs> the a day I spoke about <laughs> the church uh-huh. and why I was pained as a Christian mm-hmm. by some of the things. Because, Bernard, there is no. Some of the things that have gone wrong with this cathedral are the basis of wrongdoing that our church leaders teach us from Sunday school. Yeah. They teach us these are the basics so it's not advanced theology <laughs> these are the basics that they teach us when in Bible school speak the truth be consistent be consistent yeah, these yeah. are the things they teach us yeah. and at this level if you are on a project hmm. that has such big questions around it and then you finish then you come back hmm. and then ask me oh we are doing this which is why I told you from the start there is no ba- proper buy in from
4: the Christian community in Ghana and, for this and, project. And I think that you are right because of the, he admits that. He admits in, it. Fundraising. You are struggling with fundraising because if Ghanaian
8: Christians say they will build this cathedral, but that say it won't take one month. The they will put up this cathedral and go and do whatever they but want to do in with it. But not dollars. Of course, because a lot of them, I'm Presbyterian, will ask questions. Eish. You cannot spend one C D of a Presbyterian church's money mm-hmm.
4: you without know, accounting. Know, do you know session? Yeah.
8: <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally.
4: There
1: will be just for we are evil. No, they have session.
9: The carthages are related
8: I say that the whole narrative around this where it has been made to look like if you don't support this vision, you don't have Ghana at heart. Or you don't believe? I mean, they should put that, that narrative is yeah.
6: completely wrong. Okay, so let's see how the strategy issue goes. Yeah, I, I just want to make a quick point, Bernard. That yeah. you see at this point, mm-hmm. you know, I have always stayed away from critiquing the project. Mm-hmm. It's it's a personal decision I've made. Mm-hmm. But Obviously, what I want to no. say is mm-hmm. that look, at this point, mm-hmm. the the project has lost legitimacy by reason of the, the exposes that have been made, the scandals around it, and insider voices of conscience like this, who have spoken repeatedly, and it would seem that
7: they seen. have not been listened
6: to. Yeah. I think the next thing the president has to do hmm. is to first of all dissolve the, the board of trustees. Entirely. <laughs> Uh, And and from this letter It would seem that some of these things Have not come to the attention of the President Because he's been craving an opportunity If you read the letters To speak to the President exactly, And for them to meet the President And bring these things to his attention (laughs) So um, it should be dissolved Mm -hmm. And let's discuss a better way forward For dealing with this project If we have to do it Six
4: minutes past nine City Breakfast Show well, we, we said we had a number of issues, but the cathedral has taken a huge chunk of the time. We'll turn our attention to Effective Living Series next. Michael O'Heeley fights on the sidelines to speak to us about the top skills you need for 2023. Before that, ECG has noticed with great concern the uncontrolled activity of bush burning, especially during the Hamatan season which adversely impacts on the quality of power supply. These uncontrolled settings of fire to clear bushes end up burning our network system, resulting in outages and inconveniences to our customers. This also puts a heavy toll on our limited finances. Please be informed that ECG reserves the right to seek legal redress against offenders whose activities destroy our installations. Help ECG serve you better. Go to ecg.com.gh for more information. Are you getting good insights from your data for decision-making? Join the data analytics revolution and empower your team to work smart, save time and deliver insights from data using the world's most powerful business tools, Microsoft Excel and Power BI. Finex Skills Hub offers hands-on practical training to corporates and individuals in Excel for work, data analytics, and financial modeling to help you improve productivity at the office. Register now via www.finexskillshub.com or call 0244-782-356. That's 0244-782-356. Sign up today for our corporate and individual training sessions. Finex Skills Hub. Learn, connect, and grow.
3: This is The City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show, rise above the noise.
4: Welcome to another edition of your Effective Living series on City FM and City TV. This is your 2023 starter pack. In this series, we're trying to give you the right foundation for the year. In this, our third week, we're speaking about professional priorities for the year. Our topic today is very simple. What are the top skills you need, not just to survive, but to thrive in 2023 and beyond? My guest is Michael Lohiniefa. He's been on this program for the past 15 or so years with some deep insights. Michael, thanks for coming. Thank you, Bernard, for having me. There are people I introduced on the show that I don't need to say what they do. You're one of them. So when I say Mike, <laughs> you know who he is. He's been there, done that. He has a uh, T-shirt. He has an African print. So it's good to have you again. Thank you. So top skills for 2020 and beyond. These things keep changing. I remember the last time I saw something like this. It was for 2015. Mm. And even then, a lot of the skills on that list were not things I even knew existed when I was graduating in Lagos in 2004. That's right. Right? Because there were things like cognitive flexibility, Mm -hmm. negotiation skills. Nobody taught me those things while I was in Lagos. Yeah. Of course, I probably learned some in my leadership stuff. Mm. So I'm sure this list for 2023 will be very wild. (laughs) (laughs) Not not
13: wildly wild.
4: Okay. (laughs) But a few things. A few surprises here and there. Good. Yeah. So let's Mm -hmm. get into it. What are you going to talk about? What are the... Why, what is skill? Why are skills important in this, in this current situation? All right, so
13: um, the way I've structured uh, I want to uh, dwell a bit on the context for this conversation. All right. Uh, why should we be talking about it like I was saying? Why mm-hmm. should we be discussing top skills for mm-hmm. 2023? Mm-hmm. Why should it interest somebody who has just started work? Why mm-hmm. should it interest a mid-career person? Why should it interest an executive? And then I'll be looking at the attitudes because you need an attitude first before the skill. Mm-hmm. and so we 'll be looking at what are the top attitudes that we need to be able to do well, excel, and climb the corporate ladder, and then we 'll be doing the skills itself, and then we 'll come to behaviors because mm-hmm. when you have a skill, it must be expressed in what you do every day when you get to work, so what are the behaviors that you need to not only survive but to excel uh, in your work uh, for two thousand and twenty three and beyond
4: mm-hmm. fantastic so yeah. Why are skills important? Why the top skills? Very good. Now, have you paid attention to the fact that a child
13: that is starting kindergarten today will get onto the job market in 2041? <laughs> mm. Because of uh, about, take or leave it 18 years or 19 years, depending on whether they do KG or KG is two years or uh, uh, one year. And so we are going to enter the job market in 2041 now if your child is in class one primary one today they are going to enter the job market in 2039 now cast your mind forward and ask yourself how would the world look like in 2041 so that is why the skills are important because you are going to live and work in a world that will be vastly different from what we know today And if you want to measure that, let's cast our mind back to 20 years ago when you and I were in secondary school. And look at the world we live and operate in today. How things have come up and changed everything that we do. That is how come we need to have a conversation on the skills that we need for uh, uh,
4: 2023 and beyond. When you put it that way, it makes it even more scary. (laughs) Because
0: I don't (laughs) even know... (laughs) 2003,
4: <laughs> I was
0: in level 300. Very good. <laughs> so
13: 20 years after that, wow. Yeah. Look at the world. Did you ever imagine that you would live in this world and the skills that you needed to be able to excel in today's world when you were in level 300? And that's the same thing that's going to happen to our children. Mm. So we need to prepare them for what is coming. Yeah. And then we need to... You know, uh, uh, develop not only prepare, but to develop them and to make sure that they are going to survive. Mm-hmm. Now, to also set the context, I don't know whether you know, you follow the work of Professor Michio Kaku. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michio Kaku is an American uh, physicist, futurist, and science commentator, mm-hmm. and uh, he uh, been working on the Morse Law. You know the Morse Law mm-hmm. that um, every uh, two years or so, the amount of information in the world mm-hmm. will Exponentially double. So, what is happening is that the world itself is changing at such a fast rate Mm -hmm. with information technology and the processes that we use in computers that it is going to make technology very, very cheap Mm -hmm. and affordable in the next years. Mm -hmm. Now, as an example, you, you know the iMac. Yes. Yeah, that the Ticopo iMark. Yeah. I remember those days when I was uh, with Originate and it came and you know, you have one, so it's just like yeah, one of the biggest things. Exactly in the world. It has been an air conditioning when everybody here and you needed special technicians to come and check it out. Do you know that today an iPhone? Has more processing power than that. am Can you imagine? Exactly. And it's in your pocket. It's in our pocket. It's three times smaller but double the size and the capacity of that I'mon. And wow. that is how the world we are going to work in mm. from this year and beyond. Wow. Because compu- mini computers, mini machinettes, uh what is the biggest cause? The Internet of Things. Mm. This is going to shape every work that we do. Mm. Now, as an example, today. There are robots that can lay 20,000 bricks an hour. Hey. So, FO Koku who Tally. is a bricklayer in uh, Akati. is in trouble. If wow. he does not change, because a computer will now wow. get him, a robot will now take him out of 20,000 bricks in an hour. An hour. Ooh. And there are machines, cars, that are now laying pavement blocks at a speed and accuracy that we will never get from our workers. So everybody is impacted. When we do this and people think it's just for the office people, Mm. everybody, look at today Uber driving Mm. and the traditional taxi drivers. Mm. So if you don't know how to manage a smartphone, you can't even drive a car in the next decade. So this is the context. This is why this topic is so important Mm. going forward as Mm. we prepare for what is coming. Mm. So the future is going to be Technology. Mm-hmm. The future is going to be fast-paced. Things are going to change at the speed of light. Mm-hmm. And everybody must prepare. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when I was growing up. I mean, I started my life as an advertising salesman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we have an event, you needed to go and get GBC to come and cover for your client. when they are coming, the cameras that they will bring, it's like puto <laughs> Today, look at the cameras. Some of the cameras even had like... Yes, you hide uh, under the kettle. Uh, the whole human <laughs> being is carrying <laughs> you. So when you are doing solid, you have to pay like seven people. I, I tell you. Today, look at the cameras. Some like of we the have. shows
4: we do, they <laughs> use this. Good. Tripod, to shoot. And Good. it's just awesome. Exactly. The sound. The so this is 4K.
13: Yeah. The sound is better. Mm -hmm. The pictures are much clearer. Mm -hmm. So it is even changing the demands of works like Mm -hmm. photographers, cameramen, Mm -hmm. and other things. Mm -hmm. So this is the future. All right. So then what must we do? So first, we look at attitudes. What attitudes will help you to survive these things? Mm -hmm. And number one is for me, any worker that has a can-do attitude. Today, you are a general manager. You Mm -hmm. run city, Mm -hmm. And you know the importance of an attitude when it comes to which worker to work with? Yeah. Which worker to assign? What responsibility to? Mm. And who to? You know, give any tax to. Mm. I run two businesses mm-hmm. until August, and mm-hmm. then I delisted one. Mm-hmm. But it is increasingly difficult to find people who want to apply themselves. So if you don't have a can-do attitude, and a can-do attitude shows in, I don't know, but I'll find out. I like that. Give me some time. I'll check it out for you. Mm-hmm. I haven't done this before, but say, let me try. Mm -hmm. That kind of attitude is what will buy you the future. Mm. If you don't have that attitude, you may get a first class from university
4: and find yourself without a job. I don't know, but I'll find out. Yes. Can do attitude. This is Effective Dream Series. Mm -hmm. This is the third week. We're looking at top skills for 2023. My guest, Michael Ohinieffa, jumping right in. Top skills we need. Can do attitude critical. Let's go on. The second one is a value adding employee.
13: Okay. You see, the exchange between an employer and an employee mm. is an exchange of value. Mm. The employer pays a salary, compensation, emoluments package in exchange for value that the employee will offer him. So, if you are an employee that does not offer your employer any value, you are going to be out there in the oh. code. Mm. So, one, what value do you add to the organization's operation? Mm. Can your bosses trust you? Mm. And if you are a business owner, what value do you give or offer to your customers? Mm. Value adding. Big thing. Number three, infectious enthusiasm for the work. Infectious enthusiasm. Yes. I mean, every employer or boss wants an employee that gives 100% of themselves and brings that to a particular task. Mm-hmm. Today, we have people who are just doing their work anyhow or biara uh, biara. Okay, I've tried. Oh, have you called the people? Yes, I tried. Their number is off. So what have you done? Um, uh, that kind of work doesn't add value to the work. Mm. And no, you can't rise up in any organization mm. if that is your attitude. Infectious enthusiasm for the work. That's right like that. Yeah. Because, you see, it is your enthusiasm that will bring in even customers to mm. the role. Mm. For instance, if you have a front desk executive, it is your enthusiasm for the role that will make sure that a customer buys, repeats, and comes back again. Mm. It is what will tell someone, oh, the city guys, they are good. Oh, the people at this insurance company, oh, I like, it's a pleasant, uh, this thing, to talk to them. But when you have somebody who just does their work, anyhow, hello, you have got this place. Uh, even it sucks customers. Or it draws people away from the work.
4: enthusiasm for That's the work. I like that. And
13: then we want somebody who is committed to delivery, to tax. Mm. You give him, he does not stop until he has resolved the issue. We don't want somebody who says say it's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock, but you are halfway through the work, and yet you are going away. And they will come. I have, with the little experience I have as a business owner, I see that, Workers are more skilled at giving you excuses than in applying that skill in solving their work.
9: A <laughs> <laughs> uh, lot. So there's a very
13: ingenious you know, they are very creative at <laughs> inventing excuses than in using that same creativity to oh, do their work. Oh, my God. Now, that's the problem we are having. And if you can talk to any business owner, small business owner in this city. They will find every reason why yes, it's not Norway. the creative, the planning and thinking that people will go, you know, the lengths with which people will go through to give you an excuse. If they can apply that same thing to their task, it will be delivered. You know, and then finally, an attitude of flexible and being adaptive to change, adaptive Mm. to change. Mm. Because as we are seeing, change is not the only constant. Mm -hmm. Every two years, things are changing. Technology Mm. is changing the way we live and work. Mm -hmm. And so, if you don't have an attitude that I am flexible, if you don't have an attitude that yes, let me apply myself to this task, and I see how even with City, you are moving people between TV and radio and different departments and trying different things. It is all because those people are ready to change maybe you applied for city to do radio but you find yourself handling a tv program the next day you find yourself doing a magazine program the next day you find yourself doing a documentary mm. that's the ability to adapt as the needs of the organization come but i see that there are a lot of people who say hey i came here i a this so media what you are telling me i say, but why <laughs> uh, 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 but you know i didn't go to school today and they confiscate their future mm. on the altar." of
4: a job description. So that flexibility is critical. It's for critical. Instance.
13: If you want to rise up in any organization, mm. you need to be malleable. Mm. Your bosses need to trust you with mm. anything that will come. Mm. And so when we are having management mm. meetings, guess whose name we are, you know, uh, uh, mentioning. For instance, you apply to work in a bank in Ghana. The next two years, you've been posted to Gambia. Mm. You must be adaptable. Mm. Otherwise, you can just be a local champion mm. and be operating... I don't look at anything, but uh, yeah,
7: yeah, I I, I was listening
4: to Tudor Bismarck who said, even when you look at the way they build train rails, they leave space for expansion and reduction. So, when you look at a big building, they allow space for swings. Good. And he then says, if you have no give room for flexibility, you will break. That's right. Because if you see those buildings that are very high, they allow for certain space for shifts. Good. That if you just maintain. When a new wind blows, yeah. you, you can't survive. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. very powerful. For instance, in Lead
13: Africa, my own organization, anybody that can tell you the first thing, no matter what you do in this organization, you must be able to train. Mm. No matter... You may be the acc- train in accounting. Mm. Because that's, we are a training
4: organization. So if you can't train, you are useless to us. You
13: are useless to us. Otherwise, you will not grow. So, so the drivers must be able to train. You must be able to train. You wow. must be able to run a workshop. When wow. we do our children's camp, you must be able to handle some of the children. Wow. So you can't just say, me, yeah, me a driver, so you know me, I don't know how to handle children. You continue to drive.
4: Somebody will come. And, and, and it will add to value manager, you to you. Exactly. Because how many drivers can train? Yes. So I feel sometimes people, people... See organizations like I'm giving to organization without knowing mm-hmm. that they're building themselves. Yes, I think that's something a lot of people miss. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So those are the attitudes. Yeah. You haven't mentioned hardcore skills here too. Yes, because the attitudes precede the skills. Okay. So <laughs> the so that's why people say I high for attitude, I train for skills. That's right. The attitude precedes the skills.
13: Yes, the attitude precedes the skills. Mm. All right. So let's now jump into the skills. Mm. So like you said, the World Economic Forum every year, or every other year, they release. Uh, based on a survey, mm-hmm. based on talking to business leaders, what they look at the skills for the future. Mm-hmm. And once again, they have released the one for up to 2025. Mm-hmm. So, what are the top skills mm-hmm. that is going to make sure that you will continue to remain in a job, that a computer will not take your role? Number one, analytical thinking and innovation. Mm-hmm. Number two, active learning and learning strategies. Mm-hmm. Number three, complex problem solving. Number four, critical thinking and analysis. Number five, creativity, originality, and initiative. Mm. Number six, leadership and social influence. Number seven, technology use, monitoring, and control. Mm -hmm. Eight, technology design and programming. Nine, resilience, stress, tolerance, and flexibility. Ten, reasoning, problem solving, and ideation. Eleven, emotional intelligence. Twelve, troubleshooting and user experience. 13, service orientation. 14, systems analysis and evaluation. 15, persuasion and negotiation. You are rushing too much. <laughs>
4: Every one of these
11: Well, we can
13: show this on the screen. Please yeah, do we can it. Look please, please, that. please put what it on the screen be because I... Top
4: skills I for I, have, I, 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 I couldn't... I, one of my skills is I couldn't copy fast. <laughs> so, analytical... <laughs> can you go through this again?
13: Number one, analytical thinking and innovation. mm mm-hmm. Active learning and learning strategies, Mm -hmm. complex problem solving, Mm -hmm. critical thinking and analysis, Mm -hmm. creativity, originality, and initiative, Mm -hmm. leadership and social influence, Mm -hmm. technology use, monitoring, and control, Mm -hmm. technology design and programming, Mm -hmm. resilience, stress tolerance, and flexibility, Mm -hmm. reasoning, problem solving, and ideation, Mm -hmm. emotional intelligence, troubleshooting and user experience service orientation systems analysis and evaluation and then persuasion and
4: negotiation this deserves a whole workshop okay? yes <laughs> this, deserves, this is serious yes Wow these are like 15
13: 15 top skills and as you can see very few of them are technical skills very few of them are taught in school a lot of it you have to do through personal development mm. and through maybe having a mentor, doing some online
4: courses, mm. and doing other things other than what you went to school to learn. Wow. Let me allow you to look at the list on the screen for a few minutes mm. and uh, tell you that uh, this is effectively being serious. This is just week three, and it's becoming serious. Michael Lohini is taking us through school. <laughs> and uh, 15 top skills you need. Very important point he makes. If your child is in class one today they will be entering the job market in 2039 mm-hmm. so that's serious <laughs> right so you need to start thinking about what kind of world they'll be in and we're trying to just think about some of the things they need to know so it's it's very heavy heavy things being said so let's try and bring it home Michael yeah I, we can't go through all the 15 that's right a couple of things I, in the te- I noticed that they say technology use mm-hmm. but also technology design yeah. so there are two different skills. Yeah. So you may be a great coder yes. and a programmer. Yeah. But even if you're not a programming guy, mm-hmm. you should to use. So you're comfortable enough to use what the people like create. God. So you don't necessarily need to be a coding person, but you must understand the way it works. I, I thought I was kind so, of profound. so
13: you can use it in your work. Yeah. So they brought
4: two dimensions of technology.
13: That's right. So all the first to, one is for the technical people, yes. those who are actually doing the design. The design, and uh-huh. yeah. then the other one is you and I. Yeah. How do we use technology, or how do mm-hmm. we
4: leverage technology yeah. for the work that we do? And then I like the point about troubleshooting.
13: Mm-hmm. Thought,
4: thought that was very interesting. Yeah, complex problem solving is there. Yeah. Okay, but I, I like the lead influence, leadership something about, leadership, about influence. leadership and social influence social that's number influence. six social yes. influence that's so right who, 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 who can you rally
13: who can you bring a who can you to bring a towards
4: a cause. that's right and I think people yeah. need to be careful social influence is not necessarily social media yeah because if I send you to Dakuman and say organize a cleanup, how sure. are you going to do it yeah so it's not just I can get 10,000 people to like my post of <laughs> mango and yeah. wheat yeah but essentially who can you mobilize to do something? Can you rally people, can you rally around, people around the cause? Do you stand for something?
13: Are you noted for something? It's very important. Exactly. exactly. Wow. It's, and I like the, that you differentiate that between uh, social influence. media exactly. and social influence. You know, so you can have two million followers, but it doesn't make you Must translate to, it to something. Exactly.
4: And then, of course, you talk about the systems analysis like this. It's very wild. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we have a few minutes to go. What do you want to emphasize as we wrap up? Because these are things that require a lot of <laughs> contemplation and planning for.
13: Yes. So, basically, if you are watching or listening to us, mm. the task for you is to begin a quest to mm. develop yourself in these skills. Read around it, get a mentor, get a coach, attend workshops. You know, you can learn a lot of these things. You know, we in Lead Africa, we've just uh, created a, a, a e learning platform. And you can learn anything you want in sometimes as little as 11 minutes. You know, we are not taking advantage of these things. Uh, the Ghanaian and the black man is the only one who is using social media for fun and hmm. comedy. Hmm. But people are learning how to code and to do things on YouTube. People are doing stuff. And I always give this example. I think the last Commonwealth Games. The guy who won the short part gold mm-hmm. was a Kenyan, and he says he learned short part just by watching YouTube. You know, but we, when we go to YouTube, is to laugh, to download something, some people doing something, and then we laugh and we leave it there. So, we are, we are not creating not, content, we are I'm not even using exactly the content developers. When you are in a group and you send anything that is uh, serious, uh, serial, no people, comment, no comment, put a comedy there, 100 likes and 100 So, leverage technology. Get yourself a mentor or a coach who will help you that, okay, for instance, I want to be analytical and innovation. How do I go about it? How do I learn about it? Apply yourself. Um, I say this all the time. We have 24 hours a day. That 24 hours has three blocks, eight hours for your work or your business, mm-hmm. eight hours for sleep. Mm-hmm. A lot of us cannot account for the last eight hours you have that, which is equivalent to just about how much you spend on your regular work to do anything you want, to learn anything you want. So what you want to do this year, 2023, is that between 8 to 5, give it to your business or your work. That gives you income. But wealth is created from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. So what are you going to do between 7 p.m. and 7 a.m.? A lot of us can't account for that time. And it is high time that we use that to be able to build some of these skills. Wow. Now, one of the people I read, Robin Sharma, he says, mm-hmm. to triple, to double your income, you must triple your investment in personal development.
4: To double your income, triple your investment in personal development. Wow. This is good. Guys, are you listening? So double your income, triple your investment in personal development. So That's right. I don't know what you can do there's always something you can learn that's right personal development efforts are critical for doubling so you then create multiple income streams because I always tell people a lot of the things that give me money are not related to my line of work that's it so somebody could say okay come and do a a session for my managers and explain the financial sector Mm I don't necessarily it's not my paid job but I'll spend some time and do some presentation and like good. wow this is good i speak to a larger group good. and they're going to pay you for yeah. it and sometimes of course if I know the information it helps me on my show good. but it's not necessarily required knowledge so get an extra book read it in three days yeah. and then do your own presentation yeah. so double your income by tripling your investment in personal
13: development, develop yourself, develop your person, acquire new skills, read about something else. Mm. You may be hired as an engineer, but Mm. you are talking about marketing and you have an idea because you have read about it Mm. and you are giving the marketing guys ideas about customer acquisition. Mm. Now, that increases your value to the organization. Mm. And so next time, guess who is the new manager? You know, so and, and that's why I said we keep blaming the external forces too much. We mm. give them too much credit. Mm. It is high time we own our own destiny. So you didn't blame
11: Russia and
13: Ukraine. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> even Ukraine is not blaming itself. How can we in Ghana blame Ukraine? <laughs>
11: Ukraine will do that. Uh,
13: how can we blame uh, Ukraine for uh, something that is happening here? Of course, we understand that the global if price of petrol increase, there's nothing you can do. It will affect you all the same. But we are saying that you can give yourself an insurance, you can cushion yourself if you can build enough around your own personal development. And we're lo- sadly, <coughs> most of us are not doing a lot of that.
4: Wow there's a lot to think through so I think we'll just try and leave it here because we've <laughs> run out of time uh, these are supposed to be teasers for you to think through we don't want to make it too long it's not like a lecture you know learning has changed and what I do with learning is I pick what interests or affects me and I read more around it mm. so a lot of times people say oh, Benna, send me the tape send me the audio No, if the thing doesn't hit you enough to be interested to research it yourself yeah. you are being lazy so don't Translate the responsibility to Bernard. Oh, I said Bernard should send me the trip you didn't send to me. No. <laughs> if of the fifteen skills you pick only three and you work on those three, you can still do well because you may not even have time to develop all the fifteen. So listening to the whole thing again and getting on the fifteen doesn't really help you. The three or four that you remember, that you can apply yourself to, because your brain picks the things that it likes. So the things in the fifteen, the ones that I remember, are the ones that I have to develop. Right. So don't use your mind for storage. Use your mind for creativity. That's one of the things I'll say to you. Michael, this is awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. It's uh, always a pleasure. We, we have been bringing you different topics around professional priorities for 2023 in this third week. Michael O'Henefa, uh, Leader Freak, is where he works. He does a few other things, and he's been on. He'll come again at the end of the 16 episodes to do something we call avoiding self-sabotaging behaviors. So that watch out for that the last Friday of the series We'll be with you next time. (music) Bye-bye.
3: This is The City Breakfast Show. The City's Biggest Conversation.
9: Eighteen minutes to the top of the hour, ninety seven
4: point three city Heritage Christian College located at Amasaman behind the Olympic Stadium. Oh, so affiliated with KNUST and accredited by G-Tech oh, with programs... In accounting, marketing, HR, banking and finance, business info management, and more Life, our
5: dreams, we with
4: uh, programs in Bachelor of Theology, Bachelor of Information in Technology. Get in touch 054 7777731 or, or 0202
5: 399
4: no clues, knife, You can also dial star 789 star 300 to buy an online form. F- Heritage Christian College offering class university education and training compassionate entrepreneurial leaders. No now, losing a loved one stops you in your tracks and leaves you shaking. In those trying times, you can't count on us. Over the past 21 years, La Chibifinoa Homes and Crematorium has had your back when you needed it most. <laughs> From picking up your loved one through to the burial or cremation and funeral receptions, Lasiby Funeral Homes and Crematorium will guide you through the unfamiliar territory of selecting products and services you need to ensure your loved one has a fitting send-off. Contact us on zero five zero nine five four two four zero nine or email info at com. And imagine seven exciting days of adventure through 16 incredible regions of Ghana with the promise of a rich cultural experience, introspective historical visits, <laughs> and an exhilarating field day with nature. Join the expedition of a lifetime to discover Ghana from the 4th to the 11th of March on Heritage Caravan 2023. A journey full of fun, education, information, wonderful memories, and great bonding moments await you. Call 0205 mm-hmm. 973 Register for the Heritage Caravan 23, powered by CTFM and supported by uh, Hollard Ghana, so we're the we're EU, Mortar Guinness okay. and Ebony Condoms.
5: So All right,
4: so guy, I've been um, reading a bit around mm-hmm. economic history. Okay. Because, you know, when the economic crisis started, I was saying this is possibly the most difficult time in my living memory mm-hmm. because I was born in 1981. And I also tell people that one of the reasons why I'm the way I am is that the in, my, in the first two years of my life, there was, there, was no there. there was no food. There was really a document about famine in 83. Yeah. And in the northern part of Ghana, in the Ashanti region, and Buno region, we are told hundreds of children died
7: yeah.
4: from malnutrition. There was a long spell of dry season. So there was a lot of bushfires. Yeah. A lot of the crops failed. Mm-hmm and i mean i was an infant all right you were born in 82 so you probably even had a worse time (laughs) okay so between 81 now i'm bringing all this to say that there's still hope because i think the 80s were worse than what we are going through today because inflation was in the hundreds we didn't have such an open economy we had import licenses there wasn't a lot of Nutrition, nutrition, nutritious food. Okay. I mean, yes, there wasn't as much pollution of air. There weren't, there wasn't that much traffic, but I feel we, we, even though our economy is in a difficult time, we've done it before we can do it again. Now it, it was pointed out to me by Susu Graham that apparently yesterday was exactly 40 years since the Nigerian authorities for some reason decided to expel all foreigners. Good. And somehow, Ghanaians bought the brunt of that because from the history, you know, Nigeria had hit oil and it was doing much better than Ghana in the late 70s. So a lot of Ghanaians, from shine people to mechanics to teachers and all of those lecturers, went to Nigeria. And I have Nigerian friends who say they were taught by Ghanaian teachers. All right. In fact, there was a Nigerian friend of mine who, who I met, Aware, who said he used to go and buy kinky in a kinky house mm-hmm. in his his, his his area, and mm-hmm. he knows a lot of Ghanaians. But in the 83, around this time, there was a mad rush to leave Nigeria before end of January because the government had said all foreigners should leave. And somehow, Ghanaians became the victims of that. I don't know whether it was because of the aliens' compliance of 69 and all of this. But it's an interesting history I I think we should revisit. And I'm going to talk to somebody who's also been thinking through this and will give me some further perspectives on the matter. All right, so I'm going to speak to uh, Professor Akosia Dakwa, who's the dean of School of Information and Communication Studies, for some quick thoughts on 40 years since Ghana must go. So Ghana must go is not just a bag. It's not just a song. It's actually something that really happened. All right, Prof, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Good. Uh, so, yes, this, <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't old enough to remember because I was probably, I was just two years old. So I wouldn't remember what happened at Ghana, School. But how serious was it? And what, what, do you, what do you think we should remember 40 years on about that very serious expulsion of foreigners from Nigeria? Okay, so I wasn't that much older
12: myself. You were two, I was nine. But what I do remember from that period was, I think that was the first time I actually had Elwak Stadium, because they were going to be camped there, and families were supposed to go and find them. And I just remember it seeming like a really major event. Point is, the census of the year after that, 1994, showed that there were about 12 million Ghanaians. And the estimates are that two million people were expelled, the majority of whom were Ghanaian. So two million West Africans, the majority of whom were Ghanaian. If we take that to be the one point two of the two million, that means ten percent of Ghana's population at the time were involved in this. Those without the residence permits coming back. Your story about your teachers, the teachers in Nigeria, some of them might have had residence permits. There were Professors there, I'm sure there were doctors in Nigeria, they would have had their residence permit. So, in effect, there were many more Ghanaians there than those who returned. But to think that 10% of Ghana's population had to find their way back, they came in buses. The border at the time was closed. Eventually, rolling started opening. Ships were sent to Kotonu to bring them back. They were coming to Elwak Stadium. This was that we didn't have CTFM to announce that you should go for your family members then. We didn't have social media to make the announcement. This was happening on GBC radio and TV and so on. And to think that they found their family because we didn't come, we didn't later on discover people come that there was nowhere to go. And as you rightly pointed out, there was a famine at the time. So people were already hard up and suddenly had to take on more members of their family because they had been repatriated. I'm a sociologist. I study work. So for me, that period marks a time in our history where in search of work Ghanaians had to experience many indignities. And it happened in many families, approximately one in ten. And I think in another decade, two decades, those who experience it directly will no longer be with us. So it's important that for those of us who have these stories in our families, we document we make sure that passed down to the next generation so that we don't just have the memes and the songs, but we have the lived experiences marked, written, recorded, for generations to come. I can study it, in fact, I am studying it with two colleagues, and we can only get at the life of the reality out there. So it's important that each one of us who has had this personal experience in their family make sure that it is recorded. I don't think that there's many countries in the world that have such an experience to document. And it's important that we, Ghanaians, hold the documentation and the sharing of the story and not just others who reference it in social media, on social media platforms and so on. I also want to make a quick correction since I misinformed the announcement was actually 17th of January. So today is actually the exact 40th anniversary of the event.
4: Wow. So today, the 17th was exactly the day the Ghanaians and others were asked to leave.
7: Exactly.
4: Amazing. In terms of lessons, it, do the lessons tilt more to negative or positive? In the sense that, you know, there was a day we asked people if they had the chance to leave Ghana, if they would still go, and I know a lot of people still want to leave, and there are a lot of economic migrants who live to all kinds of places. And yet, to think that at, in the con- economic conditions in the 80s, we're much, much worse than they are today, and yet we still manage to recover. So you could say that, in a sense, no matter what we are going through today, we can get over it. Where, what, what In that spectrum, where do you stand?
12: So, I mean, I think when, when I was a kid, my mother would always say, I should compare my fingers. They are not all the same, right? And so no. you might think your situation is bad, but others have it worse. Or you might think, yeah, and others have it better. So I don't like to do comparisons in that sense, asking whether 1983 was worse than today or not. Those who were experiencing it then are probably the ones best place to tell us what it felt like. So I'm a parent now. I wasn't a parent then. So I experienced it as a child. Uh, and my parents who were working then are now retired. So it's difficult to have them say, well, it feels exactly the same or it feels different because we're not <coughs> exactly in the same place now when we, discuss it. When you look at the statistics yeah, the inflation then was worse, the currency devaluations and so on and so forth. But the thing is, when you are experiencing it now, when you have exposure to many more things and suddenly you don't have it, you cannot afford those anymore, it feels different than when you were in a period where it didn't exist. So you talk about nutritional issues. In those days, there was no KFC. So if you couldn't afford it well. It didn't exist to worry about. Now you have to experience your children wanting the KFCs and so on, that you may have provided them before and now have to support providing. We also have social media now. It's amplifies how we experience things and the discussions about it. So in a sense, it is different. You can say, yes, we overcame it once and therefore we could overcome it again. Or you could say, never again. We should not put ourselves in a situation where we have to experience that ever again. So you can take both ends of it and for me it was inter- way, I think it is crucial mm. that we market and name it for what it
4: was and for me the other point is you know these days in the news there's Ghanaian traders complaining about nigerians in retail trade and it's almost like an annual story in the news where they lock up nigerian shops i mean for what it's worth i think this history is also important for people to know that and i'm not saying we should retaliate for what they did but maybe in covering that type of story People should also remember what happened to our people in Nigeria. No?
12: Well, I think we are talking about retaliation, then we started the wrong first, right? The <laughs> Alien Compliance <laughs> Order of 1959. So in that sense, we were the first bad people, so to speak. I think the larger point is how do we treat those who are not us? How do we treat those who are foreign to us? We need to remember that we might be here, but we all have family members who are outside of here. Most of us in this country. So you might be in your own space and expect to be treated a certain way, but when you treat the foreigner in your space poorly, remember that that exact thing can happen to your well relatives in another country. And you won't like it when you hear the story. So when you say they should lock up the Nigerian source here, remember that there are Ghanaians in Nigeria, there are Ghanaians in Togo, there are Ghanaians in Burkina Faso, there are Ghanaians in the UK in the US, but there are Ghanaians everywhere. I'm sure if you need to go to will find the Ghanaians there. So just the way you'd like your friends, your family members to be treated in foreign spaces, should keep that in mind when we have the same idea to treat somebody poorly on the basis of who they are. I mean, we don't have the skin color differences here. And yet, I've done work on the ways with which Ghanaians treat Nigerians in this country, and it is not a pleasant story. Now, it isn't from too long ago. This research was carried out in the last decade. So we have some ways to go on how we treat others in our environment. And it's important that we keep that in mind, because we may be easy things here, but we are going to restrict this at some point. So you do unto others as you like others to do unto you.
4: Definitely, and I'll be looking forward to reading whatever you write or when you finish your study on this. It's a really fascinating topic. Professor Akosi Adako, Dean School of Information and Communication Studies, University of Ghana. Thanks for talking to us. Time check is 4 minutes to 10, City Breakfast Show. I was asking just around, guys, almost everybody had somebody in Nigeria. Mm, yeah. yeah if, if 10% of the country came in. And I've also been told that that also says a lot about our resilience. Yeah. that the economy did not collapse because our social structure was that strong well it did actually no I mean it couldn't have gotten any worse right <laughs> and, you know I feel you know when I was young they used to call uh, new town Lagos town Lagos, uh, and I think that was one of the places a lot of the people settled when they came they settled at Elwak trade fair mm. And then somewhere at the border, because I'm sure if you go oh, to yeah, I mean, your I mean, area, I mean, there are a lot of people who stayed oh, yeah, there. We
6: actually bore the brunt of uh, yeah, because they came through the yeah, road, and some yeah. of them couldn't go back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my auntie was was directly affected. Many of them went to Nigeria, and mm. when they tell you stories of the number of days they spent across the border, ninety-nine days in China Nigeria trying to cross over, you know, mm. and how you know people took advantage of them in the process. Yeah, yeah. and you know, the background is that you know this is what happened. Politici- political leaders
4: always look to blame the other. So because Nigeria's economy had dwindled, mm-hmm. sort of the promise of oil had not worked, the, the Shagari the government decided to point to this funny thing about foreigners. It's like one of the reasons why things are not going is that foreigners are here taking your jobs. No, and we actually asked you what she was. Exc- yeah, we, we did, did it the first. first. I know. Yeah. But I'm saying that, of course, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I don't have the full context of the Buzia one. Mm-hmm. But what I know about Nigeria is that so they sort of came and said, oh, the... To be a Nigerian you must speak a certain language, you must be able to do this or that. And then they give a very short deadline for people to regularize. Mm-hmm. You know, and they knew that many other people could not regularize. So it led to and the other point is that we are West Africans. We've mm-hmm. been here for many, many years. Yeah. Why do we let British or French people define who we are? If I go to Aplau, I know there are people. Look, I have family members in Togo. Mm-hmm. All right. If you go to Togo, there's a huge group of people there who are it's inside the same people. Mm-hmm. Yet because of what happened in nineteen eighteen forty four or whatever we did in that conference, we have divided ourselves and so Nigerians see themselves unique, Ghanaians see themselves unique. And I'm not sure that's the best way to go about this. You know? It should be a lesson to treat ourselves better because as I speak now, the global south treats the global the global north treats the global south very different.
7: Mm-hmm.
4: Alright? Western civilization, they are all the same, they have their own ideas, they fought wars for centuries. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should go through all those things they went through. By treating them as the other, so when things are not going well at like Abuja, we blame Nigerians, mm-hmm. or we blame Malians or Chadians. I think it's a wrong mindset. Fix your problem, do well, and help other people. But this idea that oh, foreigners, I can't take our work, I can't take our money, I don't think is right.
6: I agree with you. Know, you know, it's um, it's a very wrong thing. I agree with you. I mean, because uh, movement of people really um it helps to develop nations that people are moving to. Mm-hmm. And then also your 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 own country you get to develop it because mm-hmm. if Ghanaians move to Nigeria they're working, they're sending money back home. Mm. The money that's brought back home is what mm. we invest in our economy to help it you know, mm. Improve again mm. when you go there, you learn new skills.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: So, there's a lot of you know, uh, you know, positive to it. Positive, mm. there are positive sides to it, yeah. Of course, I mean, you have a few cases of people misbehaving mm-hmm. where you go, for instance, they tell you that oh, you go to a certain part of the world, this group them, they Ghanai, are like this, and they are like this, Ghanaians are like this, or these people are like this. Those are to be expected because if you yeah. be a mensa, well, but, you know, I, but I, I,
4: I think Ghanaians are largely better behaved than most people.
6: Well, too, okay. I think okay, that's from my experience.
4: In, no, 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 no! In foreign countries, because I, I'll tell you something. I'm told that Ghanaians are more. Con- they, see, look, when when a Ghanaian goes to a different community, yeah. they comport themselves better. They, they are able to blend much easier. Yeah. There are other groups who form their own microeconomy, uh-huh. and they create their own business. They
7: create their own culture. We do all our
4: bad things here. Captain (laughs) Budukumsen said to me on a big issue He said what? That when they were in Germany
6: Mm -hmm. The only time you see a Ghanaian thinking seriously Who puts his hand by his jaw (laughs) like that And be thinking seriously Is when he wants to beat the system (laughs) (laughs) I I reject that
4: No, I, I completely dissociated myself from that thing. The only time, the only time you see a Ghanaian thinking seriously is when he wants to be the sister. Sky. You are not correct. <laughs>